And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Docks. Well, 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 welcome to episode 38 of Down on the Docks. Uh, my name's Chris Neff, and this week I'm joined by a very special uh, co-host, a uh, good friend of mine, known him for at least 20 years. Uh, subbing in for Dave Sarah this week is one of my longest friends in the business of comedy and in the business of life. Uh, Matt Walker, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be at the Cat House. Uh, <laughs> when is it not a good time to be at the Cat House? <laughs> I don't know. Buddy, this is the Mustang Ranch yes. uh, on uh, Friskies, bro. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, before we get into the show, I'm going to go ahead and let our listeners know who is sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode of Down on the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms. Matt, was, when was the last time you got baked? Uh, never. <laughs> You've never been vague, have no, you? I'm, I'm not a pot guy. I've seen you drunk twice in your life. I've been drunk quite a few times. But, but never baked, yeah. No, never. Okay, no. well, Broccoli Farms was, not my deal. was established in 2016 <laughs> in San Diego, California by cannabis entrepreneur Anthony Berg. Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one, Broccoli Farms. Lowest delivery minimum in San Diego. Fair prices and quality products make Broccoli Farms one of the best deliveries in San Diego for almost a decade. Now, if you're interested in this product, be sure to mention Down on the Docks podcast for 15% off your next order along with FTP gifts and rewards. You know what FTP means? File transfer protocol. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> first time purchase oh okay okay because my other option was nwa fuck the police oh uh, that, that's go. a great one Could actually be. uh anyways check out broccoli farms 619 today on instagram okay mm -hmm. matt uh i know you're a big fan of the show i've been trying to get you on yes. the show forever and i've even sent you links to weird documentaries you on youtube of just odd stuff that correct. would probably never even work on this correct show. and i've been looking uh for the perfect opportunity to bring you on the show well, this week, uh, we have a documentary that was suggested mm -hmm. by one of our listeners uh, that goes by the name Eddie Spanks on Twitter, mm -hmm. and it is called Love Me. Okay. It, is, uh, it was made in 2015, uh, directed by Jonathan Narducci, mm -hmm. and if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Amazon. You know what Freebie is? Yes. Okay, yeah. so they show you like four fucking ads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, here's the thing. It's painful. The first one's like five minutes long. Mm -hmm. Then the second ad's then it, like two. After that, then it's fine. Like Correct. it's uh, Like some of those you, you like ad-supported networks, like you, the start is bad, and then once it's in, then it's it goes for like an hour and a half. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's how this documentary starts. I'm going to give you nothing. You're going to okay. just feel it and flow into it. We see an interview. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, of a guy. Uh, now this guy, he's a steel worker, mm -hmm. but he's one of those guys that has eyeballs like on the sides of his head, like a fucking flounder fish. You know what I mean? It's like a hammerhead yeah. steel worker. Yeah. Yeah. And the interviewer says, uh, so he's related to Brandy. 
<laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Then Brandy's the perfect description. He says, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. This is the interviewer. What is love? And he just goes, hmm. Did, I'm going to get real nerdy. He's like one of the Mechaena from the new Avatar movie. I That's don't know a, what that means. I, you I've know me in an Avatar movie. Oh, God. <laughs> I still haven't seen an Avatar movie. I walked out of Lord of the Rings. Uh, what's that show with all the dragons and shit? I, I don't care about any of that. I'm just, all I care about is Avatar. I don't okay. care about Lord of the Rings. I don't care about Game of Thrones. You're Avatar's my deal. That's my deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the interviewer mm-hmm. asks another guy who's going to be a big part of this uh, mm-hmm. doc. He was a man- mechanical engineer. And he's, he's from Texas. He's like, oh, people have tried to define that for the longest time. And then we meet this huge 380-pound man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the government, works in human resources. His name's Bobby. And he's like, uh. <laughs> and then fi- <laughs> then there's a, a who looks like a young guy. His name's Travis. He's uh-huh. a farmer. I thought he was in his 20s. And Travis is a young name. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not an old guy name you don't mean any 90 year old travises it's true you yeah. don't uh he says love is when you can look in each other's eyes and you know they're she's just gonna be there for you mm-hmm. now this guy's a babe in the woods he's the one i felt the worst for and then we have a guy named michael he's twice married australian he mm-hmm. says it's that sense of excitement and adventure and then we meet this weirdo named ron kirby uh mm-hmm. and he says well by weird He's the normalist out of all of them. Okay. So that's not saying much. So he's the least weird of the weird. Yeah. And he says, it's that feeling of, I can't live without her, don't want to live without her. Well, back to Bobby, the 300 pound plus guy. He says, you want to be with someone to take care of someone, be close with somebody. Steel worker, uh, flounder fish face. Mm -hmm. He says, caring for somebody and their well-being more than you care for yourself. And then we go back to Mr. Texas, who claims to be a mechanical engineer Finding someone you can be compatible with and be committed to. Now, at this point, we see a title card, mm-hmm. Love Me, and we see a young, smiling brunette woman dressed as mm-hmm. a bride, bust out huge uh, of this cardboard box wedding cake kind of thing. Okay. She opens her arms, and then she dances around and stares seductively through her veil for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Any idea what this doc could be about, Matt? Uh, I have two guesses. Okay. I think that they are either in love with inanimate objects right, that's a good or one. with animals. Uh, those are both very good guesses. However, you are wrong on okay. both. The, the reporter that we hear says, every year, thousands of foreign women marry American men through oh. so-called international mm-hmm. matchmakers. So we're going to meet a gentleman by the name of John Adams. No relation to president number two, by the way. (laughs) How about president number six? Uh, John Quincy Adams, any relation? That's his son. That was his, yeah. Uh, Well, this guy owns an online dating service. Mm -hmm. Great title of his company, A Foreign Affair. Oh, that is great. Yeah. Well, props to his marketing guys. Good job. He's he's the marketing guy. Oh, they're good for him. He runs this site. And he runs it with his Russian mail order bride wife that he bagged himself. (laughs) Uh And her name's Tanya. And he says, one of the most important things you'll ever do is try to find that person you want to spend the rest of your life. Is that his version, like the hair club for men? Like, I like it so much. I bought the company. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Or was that Gillette? It was one of those. It's, I think it's hair club for men. Are you one of those? Like he liked it so much. I forget which one it was. Anyway, uh, Dr. They go on Dr. Phil and Dr. Phil says, the international matchmaking industry, better known as mail order bride business, is booming. Mm-hmm. And John Adams says, you know, many of the men that call me, they tell me it's difficult to find women here in the United States that are interested in long-term relationships and marriage. And his wife, Tanya, 
Uh, she says, so there are so many real, sincere, wonderful women in Russia, <laughs> Ukraine, <laughs> China, everywhere want to find someone to build family with. Now, mm-hmm. as a note, there's going to be about six Russian Ukrainian women in here. I'm not talented enough to do six yeah, different It's, it's all the same accent. Correct. It's all one. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm like, it. gee, why do they all sound the same? Right. So <laughs> Now, I am sort of an expert on this because I have watched three seasons of 90 Day Fiancé. Oh, okay. So so do they do foreigners on that one? That's all it is. Yeah, oh. it's, it's Americans meeting foreigners. Oh. And then there's like some kind of visa program where you can bring them here to the U.S., and you have 90 days where you have to get married to the person or they got to leave. That's what, and that's the 90 the day fiance. Yeah. And then they got all kinds of other offshoots where like Americans go overseas yeah. and whatever. And it's like before the 90 days and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I've seen three seasons of that show. Um, and, uh, they're all crazy. I know. Yeah. I I've heard great things about it. I would, I wish I had more time to watch garbage TV, but I'm relegated to garbage documentaries. Yes. They're so damn fun <laughs> to, to talk about. Yes. Well, anyway, um, Matt Lauer, he's in here too. And he says this must've been before he got fucked up. It know? must be. Yeah. 2015. You said 2015. Yeah. That's before they found out he was like locking women in his, <laughs> didn't in he have a office. buzzer? Yeah. Like a, a buzzer, buzzer? To, like, to like lock the door yeah. and like drop the shades <laughs> or whatever. Sick. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Welcome to my abode. Yes. <laughs> Fuck chair engaged. Uh, anyway. Like clamps come out and like <laughs> the chairs. down. Yeah. It's like Dr. Evil shit yes. when you're in Matt Lauer's office. Um, Matt says there's a misconception that these relationships are set up to give the men the upper hand. Well, Tanya, uh, John's Russian wife, she says, I am upper hand. <laughs> so she sounds like a Bond villain mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, She's like Natasha with Boris. Natasha LaBoris or uh, Natasha with, from, with Boris from uh, Rocky and Bullock. Oh, yeah, very yeah. good yeah. cop. Very yeah. good cop. Um, so anyway, uh, another reporter says, how often does reality really meet expectations? And Adam says, quite often, but it doesn't always happen right away. Now, we understand at this point, these guys are shooting like their own web series because mm-hmm. they're in front of a green sca- screen. And they have this weekly show, you know, okay. where they highlight the, you know, the new broads that are available, where they highlight success stories. So back to Robert Wilson, mm-hmm. Mr. Flounder Eyes. I describe him as an average guy, early 50s. And he says, I've always heard about male order brides. Originally, a guy would order a wife with no idea, maybe a picture. But with the advent of the internet, now it makes things more visual and real to mm-hmm. see the girls, to write them emails. I'm from Fresno. I work in heavy steel construction. <laughs> Say no more. I understand why somebody from Fresno needs to look overseas to find somebody to be with. <laughs> He's like, I do roads and bridges and freeways. And since my divorce, it hasn't been great. It's tough out there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a full-time job, it's tough to meet people. And yeah. I want to meet a woman. One woman, that's all I'm looking for. One woman. Mm-hmm. Well, next, we go back to the Texas guy, Yeah, Eric. Let me describe this guy to you. He's got a huge beer guy. Mm-hmm. and he's wearing an NRA hat, all right? <laughs> I think when they come out of the womb there in Texas, they have an NRA hat. I think hat you're on. right. And then, for, you know those guys that wear, like, uh, shit around their belts? Yeah. Like holsters, but yeah. it's a phone? Yeah, like a utility belt. Right. Yeah. But he, but it's like a phone. It's like a knife. There's yeah. a, maybe a Palm Pilot. There was something else I couldn't figure it out. Well, he says, you know, meeting someone from overseas, I feel like if I can meet the right one, that she might be more serious about actually building a relationship. I'm a mechanical engineer, and mm-hmm. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I'm 45. Interviewer, great question. What's your favorite gun? 
<laughs> Do you have it in there? Because by there, uh-huh. the interviewer is referring to a huge safe that takes up half of his closet yeah. where Eric keeps his guns. Yeah. He says, I don't know. It's hard to have a favorite. 357 Magnum. But that, that's how he's going to plan on keeping his bride of course. in the house is with all the guns. 12-gauge shotgun, AK-47, AR-15. I got a little 22 cal with a 20-gauge shotgun over and under. Now, his room's a shithole, Matt. Yeah. Um, he's got the classic American flag hanging mm-hmm. over the bed. And, uh, of course, the bed, uh, there's no bed for him. It's on cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. And apparently he had an extra one and used it as a nightstand <laughs> because it looks like, <laughs> looks like there's a copy of Guns and Ammo sitting uh-huh. on the on the extra <laughs> fucking cinder block. Guy says, when was your last relationship? Copy a soldier of fortune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, when was your last relationship? And he looks in the camera and he goes, I've never had one. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. I'm so surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> so Back to Bobby. So it's a bunch of incels. Yeah. Yeah, of course. There's nobody normal except that one guy, Bo- uh, not Bobby. Uh, the guy running the place. No, that guy's no, not no, normal. No, he's the best. <laughs> uh, uh, Ron Kirby. He was halfway oh, okay. normal. Yeah. Okay. So, and we'll get, but there's We're going to get to him, I'm sure. Oh, he's I'm not sure. normal. I'm he sure. looks normal. <laughs> All right. So back to Bobby Cannon. He's the, the Fed in human resources. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's 350. Okay. He says, I tried the army. And a few other dating sites, and they never work for me. I'm 46. I'm an HR for the federal government. And my views are mine alone, not the government's. Uh, I guess that's a joke. Uh, he does have a cute cat, mm-hmm. and he's, <laughs> he's in the living room. Chris, would you like to try to meet his cat? I, here's the thing. You know me. If you have a cat, I automatically know you're a good person. Uh, but no, I don't want to meet this guy. <laughs> okay. So he, he says, I pretty much hang out in the living room. And um, this is where I spend most of my time when I'm at home. Well, we see, remember those vintage sci-fi ray guns? Yeah. He's got the whole collection. Oh, okay. Okay. And he's got uh, zombie survival gear and paraphernalia, probably a Walking Mm -hmm. Dead fan. Yeah. He says, I tend to be a little shy. Uh, I don't meet folks for relationship purposes. And to be honest, you know, I'm a little bit heavier. (laughs) So at least he's... (laughs) He understands. He he has a mirror in that house as well. Correct. (laughs) Yes. And he says, you know, that's being heavy. That's something that's looked down on in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, he also plays a video game with VR glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're going to get to Ron. He's the one I said is kind of normal, yes. 50s. He married his childhood sweetheart. He says, I hated dating. I got on the popular sites and I lasted five dates. And they all, I went on five dates. They lasted five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm from North Carolina. Um, I met her when she was 12. This is high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, he was around the same age at the same t- at correct. That time. Yes. Uh, married at 18, three kids by 26, married mm-hmm. for 28 years. Uh, he says, if there was something missing in our marriage, it was this. I felt taken advantage of. Now, while he tells mm-hmm. us this, they do some B-roll and you see him injecting himself with steroids or testosterone. Okay. And then he starts- Or HGH or one of those. One yeah. of them. Yeah. And then he's working out in his home gym. And he says, I wanted my wife to pat me on the back and say, attaboy, I'm proud of you, <laughs> just not to be taken for granted. All right, back to Travis. He's the one I call my baby boy mm-hmm. because this is the babe that's lost in the woods. He yeah. looks 20, mm-hmm. but he's 38. I guess farming does that to you. He's a cow milker. It's a tough life. It is a tough life. Yeah. And, you know, he says, I got to look it on the internet. And of course, you can find anything on the internet. And I'm from Plain, Wisconsin. That's kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, the interviewer's like, how many cows are you going to milk today? 
He's like, eh, 170, 175. <laughs> Not sure about the exact number. Yeah. It's a lot more than I want to milk, though. I learned that they now have robots that milk cows for them. Well, he's got the partial robot. He's uh -huh. got the tubes and the holster set yeah. up, you know, but he still has to physically. Because on TikTok, there's a thing where the cow walks up to it whenever it wants to be milked. And then really? it just like it just it like uses lasers to yeah. like find the teats and then yeah. it attaches and then it pumps it out and then it can tell like when it's done and then it detaches and the cow just goes back and does whatever the cow we does. We need to get Travis a robot milker because this is he, 2015, so maybe right. by now it's eight years later. The tech might have advanced. Yeah, but this guy's got to get out of the house because they show his <laughs> options at yeah. the local bar. Yeah, he's the only one. The there. cows are more attractive. <laughs> There's no cows. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's the one bartender who's a female uh -huh. and then one old timer sitting next to him. And she's, she's like, the women in this town? Nope. They there's, don't exist. There's a lot of guys. That's know? like being in Alaska. Yeah, pretty it's like, much. It's like eight to one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, let's get back to Ron. He says, I got frustrated with American woman, women. So I typed into Google something about Russian brides. Mm -hmm. A foreign affair came up. Well, back to John Adams. We see a video advertisement for the website. Welcome to the fascinating world of a foreign affair <laughs> where true love knows no boundaries. My name is John Adams, president of Foreign Affair, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to learn more about this exciting and very real process of finding your special someone. Now, mind you, the AFA website is garbage. Yeah. Okay. This was made in 2015. Yeah. But the website looks like it was made in 1999. Yeah. And we see women, all 90s era models, suggestive photos, uh, but, you know, current, you know, like the Instagram stuff you see today, yeah. but it's just 10 years before. Well, Ron says, you look at John Adams <laughs> and John, if you're looking at this, don't get mad at me, but he's an average guy. <laughs> he's not the best looking guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he got a little bit of a pooch, mm -hmm. you know, but it worked for him. You know, of course, a guy who's injecting steroids is going to call out a guy for having a approach. Yeah. Anyway, John says, I was lucky enough to find my Russian bride several years ago with the assistance of a foreign affair, and I can assure you that it'll work for you as well. So anyway, Ron's hooked. He's like, if this guy yeah. can do it, I can do it. So we're going to go to Phoenix, Arizona. I think that's kind of the marketing appeal is oh, like, every man. like, hey, have some loser who talks about how easy it was for him to do it. And there was like, I can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Phoenix. This is where uh, a foreign affairs headquartered. And, you know, John and Tanya, they're going through pr prospective profiles. And she, you know, like, this one's cute. And then Tanya says, are you going after someone else's wife now? And he's like, possibly. <laughs> uh, sick puppy. Well, John says a foreign affair is really just an international version of any local dating service. Uh, we have about 16 or 17 different offices around the world, and we're dealing with thousands of clients every month. Uh, all you do is find the computers. Um, you can register, and you start meeting people everywhere. I was lucky enough to meet Tanya, so I'm a great example of how it works. And it does work. Um, and then he says, what happens when you're lucky enough to meet the love of your life? Over here. And then he points at Tanya. She's off screen, but sitting next to him. Mm -hmm. And she says, I met Jean when I was 27 and he was 29. I moved to the United States. I come from St. Petersburg, Russia. John said, it's my first marriage and your last. So yeah, it's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> More profiles of scantily clad women. Yeah. 
John says the internet really changed the way we date, both internationally and domestically. When the men do go to the site, they have to register on the site, and then they can start writing letters to women. Now, mm-hmm. can you feel the catch coming on here? Well, they're going to have to pay every time they send a message. Bingo. Yeah. Not only that, you have to pay for the translator. Oh, yeah. Okay? So. Yeah, because like on 90 Day Fiance, there was a guy who was talking to a woman in, in Ukraine. And uh, I remember this guy's name was David. And he was from Vegas. And like he was like 60, and this chick was like 30 and super hot. Yeah. Right? And you're like... He's not talking to that chick, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. And then he, because he, every single time he wants to message her, he does it through this website. And he has to pay for every single message. That's the and thing. And he's been talking to her for like 10 years. Then he goes to Ukraine. Yeah. And he'd gone to Ukraine like three times and got stood up every single time. So the show goes with him to Ukraine. Dude. And you're like, this is pathetic. And then she was real and she actually showed up, which was- But did she look like her pictures? Yeah. That well, was the mind-blowing part. And then- after that part of it, then like she basically started, like they hung out for a little bit and then he came back to the US and he's like, I'm going to arrange to have her come here. And then like it never happened. Well, don't worry because yeah. we're going to go to Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. These guys are going to get to the Good. Ukraine. Yeah. Well, Eric, Mr. Texas, he says, I got on the AFA website and I started uh, getting some letters from some women in Ukraine. I didn't really know where Ukraine was. That kind of fits the profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, human, human resource guy, he says the women are just gorgeous. I found 10 that I liked, so I started writing them. All 10 wrote back. Mm -hmm. And Robert says, I spent a lot of money in correspondence, and I thought, you know, I just got to go over there and meet these women. (laughs) So we see more shots. Mm -hmm. They're all in lingerie and smoking hot. Yeah. Okay? Um, It's not like on Bumble where you get, you know, those decent people that are like, here's me without makeup. You know what I mean? Um, So John Adams continues and says, you know, as the internet... continues growing and the world shrinks, people are going to continue to start looking outside uh, their normal boundaries Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't you? It's right in your own living room right now. So let's go to the Gold Coast, Australia, and meet a woman by the name of Elena Petrova, owner of Elena's Models. I am Elena Petrova. (laughs) I am the owner of Elena's Models, a dating agency that specializes in introducing women from Eastern Europe with men from all over the world. Now, to no surprise, her website's complete fucking garbage, too. Yeah. I was born in Yekaterinburg, Russia, and I moved to Australia to join my husband about 15 years ago. And interviewer's like, so you were a really popular mail-order bride, huh? And she says, yes, I was popular mail-order bride. I don't understand how you'd be popular. Like, would you get multiple marriages? How do you become a you popular... You probably get a bunch of different people messaging you, okay. right? And I think that would be considered popularity then. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she says marriage for women in Eastern Europe is a huge value. It's so up there. She's going to give up anything to get it. We have more than 200,000 active profiles. We personally talk with the majority of women before we approve their profiles. Our business model is simple. You place profile. <laughs> You're responsible for your profile. <laughs> And then we collect your money. (laughs) Uh, We just do our best to ensure they are genuine, sincere people on our website. Now, keywords, majority. Yeah. Here's what I would have to wonder about. Being someone who's been on the internet since 1992. Correct. Before any of us really know. Yeah. I used to go on IRC chat rooms back in the day, which is trying to get people that way. I won't even get into it. But um, I would have to assume... 
that almost everyone that you're matching with on these websites and talking to is a fat Russian dude in his underwear with a <laughs> in team, a room somewhere in a boiler room with a team of people sending Correct. messages back to you to get you to keep writing because you're paying for every message. Correct. That's my assumption, and I I will I hope that I'm wrong. I hope for these men that I am wrong. I'm not going to spoil it because I know the answer. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get there. I'm seeing red flags. Yes. <laughs> yes <am I. laughs> Let's meet uh, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. He is uh, the last guy we're really going to meet. Uh, he's from Australia. He's late 50s, twice married. And he says, OK, let's go, Mike. <laughs> I can't. Am I doing British? Or am You're I doing, doing Michael Caine. <laughs> ah, fuck. Think Paul uh, Hogan. OK, let's go, Mike. My name is Michael. <laughs> and I can actually say that into Russian too. He mumbles some like intelli- yeah. unintelligent shit, and he goes, "Michael, that's my name." Well, he's driving around his neighborhood in Australia, and he's like, "Nice area, right?" My first wife, she left me after ten years. Threw all that out. My second wife passed away from cancer. She had leukemia, and it went quick. We were married for twelve years, you know, and it's not really happy. I support Elena's morals because it's the honor system. Again, this is always creeping yeah. me out when they're just like, you know, so easily sold. You can contact the girls, you know, once they're interested in you and you can start talking to them right away. Svetlania <laughs> <laughs> sent me some pictures. <laughs> well, we see Svetlania fucking mm-hmm. smoke show. Of course. Way out of his league. Yeah. And probably 30 years younger. Yeah. That's Svetlana. <laughs> there's an oh there's another one she sent me i really love this photo i don't know because i like a smile well i saw svetlana she's a newcomer on Lena's, and i thought she looks nice and she had this sort of sad look in her eyes you know i always look for the eyes i don't know you know and i thought i'll give her a go you know <laughs> she's like 37 years old i thought well i'm just gonna have a chat with her so he's going, looking at more pictures. We see Sasha, Elena. These are Svetlana's daughters. Yeah. And he's like, we started communicating through Elena's for a couple months, and then she gave me her email address, and we started uh, emailing. Well, Elena says in Ukraine, there is 87 men per 100 women. Mm-hmm. And drinking apparently is a huge problem. Yes. Most Ukrainian guys, they get old and they drink more. So a lot of women are using the website to meet someone uh, simply because there's just not enough men to choose from. How many horny American dudes are on there right now being like, all those guys are away at war. That means there's even more, <laughs> there's even more. more single women in Ukraine. I'm going to go from 87 per hundred to like 50, <laughs> 50 to 100. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So we, we you met all the guys here. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a little information on... The history of more male order brides. Can you bring me a little intro music in? Thank you. A male order bride is a woman who lists herself in catalogs <laughs> and selected by a man for marriage. Now, in the 20th century, the trend was primarily towards women living in developing countries, <laughs> seeking men in more developed nations. Yeah. The majority of the women making use of these services in the late 20th century and early 21st century are from East Asia. Mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. post-Soviet states, mm-hmm. and Latin America. Okay. Since the collapse of the Soviet Union, large numbers of Eastern European women have advertised themselves in such a way. They're from Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Georgia, and Moldova. 
Uh, men who list themselves in such publications are referred to as mail order husbands. Oh. Although it's much less common. Yeah. The term mail order bride is both criticized by owners and customers of international marriage agencies and used by them as an easily recognizable term. Now, there's also what's called uh, an international marriage, marriage agency, mm-hmm. similar to what we're talking about with, I'm assuming, a, a foreign affair. They're legit. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, they're licensed. So um, By who? That's I'm going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're based near women in developing countries, like we discussed, mm-hmm. and uh, agencies encourage women to register for their services and fil- facilitate communication and meetings with men from developed regions of North America. So uh, the network of smaller international marriage agencies is often affiliated with web-based international dating sites that are able to market their services on larger scale in Mm -hmm. compliance with regulations such as the International Marriage Broker Regulation Act. You ever hear of it? No. Well, Bush passed it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was passed in 2005, a federal statute that requires background checks for all marriage visas. Um, additionally, the law requires background checks for U.S. citizens mm-hmm. using marriage brokerage services focused primarily on providing data services between U.S. citizens and residents and foreign nationals for a fee. The impetus for its introduction were the Susanna Blackwell case in 1995 and the Anastasia King case in 2000, <laughs> in which foreign women had been abused and murdered mm-hmm. by men who had used K-1 fiancé visas issued by the U.S. Yeah. State Department. That's sure. George W. Bush already had a wife, so he's like, oh, I'm going to make it harder for these other dudes. Come on. Cockwalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, in the King case, the husband had physically abused a previous foreign bride before murdering uh, Anastasia. King met Anastasia through his own advertisement in a Moscow newspaper, not through an international mm-hmm. marriage broker. And in the Blackwell case, the husband had a clean record. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Imbra, we're going to call it, yeah. would not have uh, been able to prevent Wouldn't have found murder. anything. Yeah. It was intended to stop abuse of male order brides mm-hmm. by prospective husbands with criminal histories. Imbra met with opposition from international dating companies when it was first introduced. Some executives claim the industry has grown to appreciate it to ensure the safety of its female clients. Executives from industry leader, a foreign affair, mm-hmm. have remarked that these changes have been beneficial for both men and women. Um, there is a note here that Experian, a market uh, research firm, reports that the top 10 international dating sites attracted 12 million visitors. That's in March of 2013. Mm-hmm. So it's probably only gone up from there, probably I'm assuming. 10 times that much now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this goes back. There's a lot of history to Miller Brides. I yeah, thought like, it was like a 20th century. They used thing. to have like physical catalogs like in the 50s and 60s, right? Dude, it goes way back. Yeah. So here's the 17th and 18th century. Okay. In 1620... The Virginia Company recruited mail-order brides for the Jamestown Colony. Oh, okay. Yeah. They sponsored uh, immigration of 140 women in hopes of reducing desertion Mm -hmm. by the settlers to avoid the men marrying women from the local native tribes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were sometimes referred to as tobacco wives because each male colonist uh, who married a mail order bride had to reimburse the company for her passage at a cost of 120 pounds of good <laughs> leaf tobacco. That's like, uh, well, I mean, 
the nerd that I am, this makes me think of Mud's Women on the original Star Trek. What's Mud's which was basically <laughs> so there's a great episode with this guy Harry Mud who uh, was essentially bringing the Star Trek's version of mail order brides to a colony. Um, but then he gave them uh, a medication to make that that like made them appear more attractive than they were. Okay. And then when it wore off, then they were all like hideously deformed. And he would like stick the guys with ugly women what, who were deformed. What's he taking in for compensation as opposed to the 120 pounds of tobacco? I, like? I, probably gold plus latinum. I don't know. I don't oh, okay. know what he was getting back then. I, it was pre this was before they introduced Ferengi so I don't think the concept of gold press line nerd alert Ferengi yeah Ferengi what is that like the Bitcoin of the enterprise no no, Ferengi are a great race of creatures in Star Trek Uh who are essentially based on unfettered capitalism is what their society is so the whole thing everything they do is for profit so it's right. the U.S. of the Star Trek world. Yeah, the close. Yeah, yeah, close. Okay. I mean, it's like... It's the Gordon Geckos of yes, the Star Trek. Yes, absolutely, world. yes. Uh, okay. The greed is good. Yeah. Like that whole thing. Yeah, But they're uh, some of the most entertaining, and Armin Shimmerman, who uh, is a fantastic actor, plays Quark. Okay, so yeah. if our nerd listeners out yes. there want to check the Ferengi, are they going to Deep Star 9? Deep Space are they going 9 is the best generation? place for Ferengi. Okay. They appear on Next Generation, but uh, Deep Space 9 is where they had a regular character. Okay, but they're not going to find this in the old school Star Trek not series the original or series. the movies. Uh... No, not even in the more recent movies. I don't think any Ferengi appeared. Okay. So yeah. Ferengi, check it out. Deep yeah. Stars. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. All right. Yes. Back to these. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, Matt, you're a wealth of knowledge and it needs to be appreciated. And I don't want to answer questions next week where people are like, put me in touch with the Ferengi. <laughs> Uh, just, and if any nerds out there have corrections for me, uh, just oh, send it to me at mattwalkersucks.com. We do so. corre- uh, corrections and retractions. So don't worry. They will call us on this. Um, back to this, the history of mail order brides. France did this in the 1600s as mm-hmm. well. So back then, you know, when they did the Louisiana purchase, they did, uh, they sent over 800 women to immigrate to, uh, this is before the Louisiana Purchase, uh, mm-hmm. bef- to Because Louisiana Purchase is when we bought it from yeah, France. Yeah, yeah. So this is just when they started New yeah. France. Uh, but it, they had problems similar to Jamestown, and that was male settlers returning to France or marrying yeah. Native American women. You mean to tell me that women back in the 1600s weren't excited about leaving the only small town they'd ever been in and yeah. going to a new continent where they would have basically just be subjugated to a different group of men that they didn't yeah. even know. <laughs> uh, and some of those men uh, also had like uh, arrowheads yeah. that could be coming at your head. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the king's daughters, uh, the government not only paid to recruit and transport them, it also provided each woman with a dowry mm-hmm. of at least 50 livres. Uh, that's some French term for an amount of something. <laughs> um, so um, uh, this, it was it was successful and this is interesting. The program indicated by genetic studies of modern French Canadians, which found the king's daughters and their husbands were responsible for two-thirds of the genetic makeup of over six million people. Wow. So that's 800 French women that basically could claim two-thirds. They birthed yeah. the nation. Yeah. yeah. So New France, uh, when it began its Louisiana colony in 1699, it needs more broads, brides. Excuse me. <laughs> So these were known as the Pelican Girls, and uh-huh. that was uh, named after the ship that brought them over, 
and this was not successful. Not their sagging necks. (laughs) 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 The women had been recruited with false descriptions of the struggling colony, Uh and many had complaints about their treatment. When women in France had heard of the terrible conditions and how the Pelican girls had been treated, the government was unable to recruit many more Mm -hmm. mail-order brides. Oh, you mean they weren't treated great when they got here? (laughs) I'm so surprised. So what what happens now? They got to ship over hookers. Oh, okay. So they yeah. literally start started shipping over thieves and prostitutes known as correction. And girls. that's why New Orleans is the way it is today. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so let's move to the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are historical roots of the mail order bride uh, industry from the 1800s in the American frontier mm-hmm. uh, with Asian workers in the frontier regions. So, um, you know, American men would head west and of course they need action there's nobody out there and then asian man, men these are i'm assuming the people they made the railroads that yeah. they forced into slavery basically yeah they, they were indentured servants which is basically slaves and then as soon as they built the railroads we passed laws uh, the chinese exclusion act to right. kick them out of the country which is why there's great chinese food in northern mexico right but then they settled in those pockets of all all of our major cities called chinatowns yeah. and that's yep. where we go to eat good chinese food yes actually uh, no go to monterey park it's better. monterey park yeah Okay, so anyway, back then, <laughs> they did what were called picture brides, and they just mm-hmm. sent pictures, Okay, you know, to these uh, frontiersmen. Um, what else do we have? We've got the European-American men who sought financial success in migration to the West. Um, this is gold rush times. So back then, there were three men for every woman. Mm-hmm. And by 1852, the ratio had increased to nearly seven men for every woman. So, um, of course, they send out more, yeah, more women. Um, many women wanted to escape their present way of living, gain financial security, and see what life on the frontier could offer them. Most were single. Some were widows, divorcees, and runaways. Mar- mail order brides uh, marriages gave black women an escape from the crushing mm-hmm. ra- uh, racial restrictions in the South. Yeah. So this is post Civil War. So that was a good way for them to get out because. By the way, people don't understand this. After the Civil War... Oh, it was a nightmare. The KKK just came to power. Yeah. Andrew Johnson did nothing. And then, you know, you've got rampant murders. Yeah. And that's the rise of the KKK. All the way through probably the 20s. Well, Grant, Grant, and I only know this because I watched this three-part Grant documentary on the History Channel last Mm -hmm. Grant's whole thing was Reconstruction and equal rights. Yeah. But eventually, the country... They got tired of it. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at nearly 90 years later yeah. until your favorite president. Yeah, FDR. LB, no, I thought it was well, LBJ. LBJ was second favorite, but yeah. LBJ but, uh, yeah. passes the Civil Rights Act out of, of 64. Spite, by the way. You, that, <laughs> that he passed the act out of spite yeah. or that he's he, your favorite pre- second no, no. president? Uh, well, I love him because uh, he was Kennedy's vice president, right? Correct. And he was pissed that he didn't get the nomination, that Kennedy got the nomination. He was very angry about that. So he gets elected as vice president, and the whole time he's thinking, John F. Kennedy, this guy doesn't know how to run an administration. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he has all these ideas. Can't make anything happen. Yeah, fuck this JFK gets killed, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to show him how you get legislation passed. And he did. And he passed our greatest, you know, the best stuff that happened post-FDR. Right. You know, Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, all those things. And he did it out of spite for the Kennedys. I don't think he cared that much. He hated poverty. Time out, though. JFK only had an uh, active president for two and a half years. Yeah. He had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. 
that's a little bit more important. Yeah, he was high on meth the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Addison's disease is a bitch. He was on amphetamines. Correct. Doctor shopping while in the White House. <laughs> Doctor shopping and banging uh, Judith, what's her name, Campbell <laughs> yes. and yeah, Marilyn yeah. Monroe. He was busy. Yeah, but my point is, maybe if you give him another year and a half of his first term, couldn't have done you it. You don't think he's no, getting it? No, it took LBJ being a stubborn bastard because he knew all those people in the Senate, right? Yeah. So he's the one who would call them at like two in the morning. Yeah. And he was like, he never didn't work. Right. LBJ. And like, then you've got and he was just calling JFK at all time, making and he just, two two a.m. cat calls. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. LBJ just like rammed it through. Um, and he's like, I'm going to make this happen because I'm LBJ and you're going to do this because I'm telling you to. Right. And then they eventually acquiesced after months and months of, he basically filibustered the filibusters in the Senate. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, nothing's happening then until you do this. And right. then they did. So uh, Often overlooked uh, great president. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's get back to the Oregon Trail, shall we? So um, bachelors at this point combined funds uh, to send two brothers east, the Benton brothers, <laughs> And they began searching in Maryland, posting brides wanted flyers. They mm -hmm. held meetings, which they described territory and promise free passage. And more than a hundred women accompanied the Bentons back to Oregon. Can you imagine coming back with a hundred women? That's all to it took. <laughs> posting some flyers. <laughs> There's some dudes out there listening right now. They're like, I can't even get a right swipe on Tinder. But I mean, you bring in a hundred women to yeah. a seven to one ratio. I mean, that's like, you know what? That's like, that's like hitting the game winner in the seventh game of the world series. Yeah. They're buying you drinks for life. Yes. Yeah. You're that every, guy. Every man in that town, those women all come in like a hundred women on that train, just instant jizz in their pants. Yeah. Like all of them. <laughs> so let's get to the motivations yeah. and reasons for all of this. Mm -hmm. Obviously in Eastern Europe, um, you know, you have economic and social conditions uh, post-Soviet, you know, collapse, sure. which are a motivational factor. Um, and there's an interesting stat I came across. A woman by the name of Donna Hughes said that two-thirds of Ukrainian woman, women interviewed wanted to live abroad, and this rose to 97% in the resort city of Yalta. Hmm. That's a high number. It's a resort city. Why would I they know, want to leave? Like, I, like, I want to go to Yalta. Yeah. I know. So put Yalta on your list. Yeah. Um, Russia... 52% um, of the workforce is female and 43% uh, of what men, excuse me, marriage is a substantial part of Russian culture. So when you're 30 there and you're not married, you're considered an mm -hmm. old mate. Yeah. Okay. So that's the big thing. It's like, you got to get married or else it's like a lot of those older, over. a lot of those older cultures like that are of, of that, like say China. Yeah. Like they're actual, they have terms that are like, uh, uh, like forgotten woman, or I forget exactly what the yeah. terms are, but like in the language itself, like their terms that are used are just, they sound horrible. Right. Where it's like, if you're 30, you're not married, then they're just like, oh, you're all right. Well, not all, all countries feel the same way. And in Belarus, uh, the president in 2005, Alexander uh, Lukashenko, uh, mm -hmm. attempted to regulate these marriage agencies. Mm -hmm. So he made it difficult to operate for them to operate because he believed that Western men were draining the country of women of childbearing age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Uh, Cambodia, thousands of women mm -hmm. from Cambodia uh, were mail order brides to men in South Korea. Um, but people were viewing that as a practice of uh, human trafficking mm -hmm. at one point. So the Cam Cambodian government passed a number of laws prohibiting marriage between Cambodian women and men over the age of 50. Mm -hmm. uh, Canada, they got some interesting stuff going on uh, concerning, you know, uh, immigration. 
and uh, mail order brides. Um, they've traditionally been similar, um, but slightly less restrictive than the U.S. For instance, previously not requiring the Canadian citizen to prove minimum income requirements, which mm -hmm. has been a longstanding U.S. requirement. Um, there is still no formal requirement for a minimum salary. The sponsor must provide evidence of income, such as the T4 income tax slip from an employer. Uh, until 2001, Canada's immigration policy designated mail-order brides under the family class to mm -hmm. refer to spouses and dependents and fiancés class for those intending to marry with only limited recognition of externally married opposite sex common law relationships. Huh. Same-sex partners were processed as independent immigrants or under a discretionary provision for humane and compassionate considerations. In 2002, the law was completely revised. One of the major changes was conjugal partner sponsorship. <laughs> Available for any two people, including same-sex mm -hmm. couples, who have had conjugal relations together for at least one year. How do you prove that? Yeah. <laughs> Canadian. Here's my condom bill for the yeah. last year. Canadian yeah. immigration <laughs> authorities frown upon conjugal partner sponsorship for heterosexual couples and mm -hmm. now require the couple to marry before a visa is granted. Yeah. Uh, there have been reported instances in which foreign spouses have abandoned their Canadian sponsors mm -hmm. upon the arrival in Canada. Yeah. They're like, fuck this. Now, that's uh, like the U.S. has had some laws over the years involving American women marrying foreigners. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, my grandmother married my grandfather in the early 1900s. Right. And it was in a window whereby Mary, so he was from Scotland. Uh, she was born in the U.S. So by marrying a foreigner, she lost her citizenship. They revoked her citizenship, even though she was born here. Yeah. They took it away. And then later on, she didn't know. And then later on, women's suffrage happens. She gets the right to, women get the right to vote. She starts voting, even though she's not a citizen. They just <laughs> and then check. she became a naturalized citizen later on, because record keeping in yeah, 1930 yeah. was yeah, not yeah. what it is now. So she actually wound up becoming a naturalized citizen later in life, even though she was born an American. But she lost her citizenship by marrying my grandfather. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear how it goes down in China? Sure. You've been? I've been to China, yes. I have not. China, I did not get married to a Chinese woman. China <laughs> is one of the main source countries of East Asian male order brides. Um, so Vietnamese women are traveling to China as male order brides for rural Han Chinese men to yep. earn money for their mm -hmm. families and a rise in standard for living. Matchmaking between Chinese men and Vietnamese women has increased and has not been affected by troubled relationships between Vietnam and China. Mm -hmm. That's surprising. And that's, I think, largely because of the one-child policy and there's a, a shortage of women there. Yeah, I would yeah, assume yeah. so. Yeah. How long is that one-child policy in effect? Well, it's not anymore, but I mean, it, was it was for probably from like the 50s until the 90s. I was going to say 90s, yeah. You know? Um, 40, 45 years, something like that, probably. Some Vietnamese women from Lao Chai, is that how you say that, Matt? Uh, <laughs> yes, who married yes, how you say it. Han Chinese men stated that among their reasons for doing so, that the Vietnamese men beat their wives, engaged in affairs with mistresses, and refused to help their wives with chores, while Han men actively helped their wives carry out chores and care for them. So, I do remember being in China, they talked about the differences regionally in China. And how 
just like say here, I consider myself to be a Californian, right? right? And just like somebody would be, say like I'm a Texan, right? Yeah. So there in China, they have the same kind of thing where it's like I'm Shanghainese, I'm Beijingese or whatever, yeah. right? And they, they have those things. But I remember them talking about the differences between like Beijing husbands and Shanghai husbands and like their expectations for women. I forget which one it was, but one of them seemed really whipped. <laughs> and I forget which one it was where they were like the women here work the crap out of their husbands. And the other one, it's like the other way around, yeah. which is kind of funny. But yeah, I imagine, you know, Vietnam, I don't know what the men are like there. I've never been to Vietnam, but. Well, you, you want to hear how it goes down in Colombia? Sure. Well, according to immigration stats from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Colombia has ranked in the top 10 of countries since 1999 from which fiancés have immigrated uh, to the U.S., as well as a uh, number of Colombians being admitted to the U.S. between 1999 and 2008 using fiancé visas, uh, that including children, that number has increased by 321%. Including children. Fiancé visas, including children. <laughs> children fiancés? Okay. That's what it says. I guess, you know, you yeah. just get to tag along. Oh, okay. You bring your kid. Yeah, you I'm bring not, your kid. I was saying, like, oh, child bride? Right? Yeah. I was like, what? No, no. We're marrying off 12-year-old Colombians? Well, to, listen to yeah. this. Um, <laughs> in a dissertation by Jasny E. Cuga Lopez titled, Through the Prisms of Gender and Power, Agency in International Courtship Between Colombian Women and American Men. That's a long title. Yeah. Uh, suggests various reasons for this growth, including continual cultural inequality between the sexes despite equality being codified in the country's laws mm -hmm. honor killings were not made completely illegal until 1980 <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean yeah so that's like if your wife disrespects you, yeah, you can at the bar you could be like honey you fucked up you're dead yeah honor killings have been legal since 1980 in colombia yeah jesus well, because of the large number of Colombians wishing to leave their country, who the fuck wouldn't want to leave with this honor, honor what is it called? Honor killing statute? Yeah. Uh, the black market uh, developed hugely, and when people were paying as much as 10000 to illegal groups. So the Colombians would pay $10,000 to get out? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, of course, in Japan, uh, during the 80s and 90s, local authorities stated government... Uh, started government-led initiatives encouraging marriage between women from the Asian countries and Japanese farmers due to the lack of Japanese women who wanted to live in the countryside. Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot going on in the Philippines. Uh, the Philippines uh, prohibits the business of organizing or facilitating marriages between Filipinas mm -hmm. and foreign men. Okay. Now, how does that work if I've got my internet a website up. They just block me in the well, Philippines. Okay. So I from assume. 90 day fiance, one of them was uh, a guy from San Diego named big Ed who met a cute Filipina girl who was like 20 and he goes to the Philippines and he's like 50 and he's like four eleven, and he's like he, his neck is, he's got some disorder where like his neck doesn't move. Yeah. So like for him to turn his head, he turns his whole torso. Yeah. Right? And it's all like, just like this big, massive thing like his neck is huge so he goes and meets this cute filipino girl in the philippines that he met on facebook um and he goes over there but they still do it like you can meet filipinas i believe on the internet i don't like they might not allow these websites yeah but they're still doing it through other means right so they're probably doing it through other 
websites, Facebook and places like that, they're meeting people, I'm sure. There's like Facebook groups or whatever, and they're not blocking that. Well, the Philippine Congress got so pissed, they enacted the anti-mail order bride law mm -hmm. in 1990 as a result of stories in local media about Filipinas being accused, abused by their yeah. foreign husbands. Now get this, because of this, uh, Filipinas often used reverse publications, publications in which men advertise themselves to yeah. conduct uh, contact foreign men for marriage to Filipino women. So guys like these dudes in this documentary would put themselves in a book that would mm -hmm. get sent to the Philippines. They'd be like, I want that one. Yep. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's. That's like the bumble of the male order brides where the women decide. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, let's um, move on to uh, Turkmenistan. You ever okay. heard of it? Yeah, Turkmenistan. Okay, yeah. never heard of it. Um, well, the president there. Central Asia. Sapirmat Nizov, also known as Turkmenbashi. Mm-hmm authorized a decree that foreigners are paid uh, have to pay 50 grand to marry a Turkmen. Now, is that 50 grand U.S. or 50 grand Turkmenistan That's dollars? That's a very good that, question. that could be That's $12.27 $12 or something. <laughs> and they have to live in their country and own property for a year. Okay, so you have to go there yep. and stay for a while. Here's the thing. It didn't work. In 2005, yeah. he scrapped the 50K thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and let's get to our country. Yeah. Uh, U.S. immigration law provides protection for brides once they arrive. Mm -hmm. uh, in 96, Congress passed uh, the uh, Illegal Immigration Reform and Responsibility Act mm -hmm. uh, to address specifically the mail order bride industry. This is uh, the International Marriage Broker Regulation Act, which mm -hmm. uh, W passed. Um, the requirements of the law are controversial, and some commentators have claimed that it presumes that American men are abusers. That's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just assume that. If yeah. you saw this documentary, yeah. there's there's one screw between these five guys yeah. that are featured. Yeah. The rest are all They're just, just all, rolling yeah, around yeah. in, like, yeah. you know, uh, the bottom of a tool yeah. toolbox. Yeah. So anyway, um, after enacting IMBRA, Congress was um, responding to claims by the Tariri Justice Center. You've heard of that, haven't you, before? The TJC? <laughs> I'm serious. No, It's I a woman's... Okay. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's a woman's advocacy group that mail-order brides were susceptible to d domestic abuse because they are unfamiliar with the laws, language, and customs mm -hmm. of their new home. The TJC insisted that special legislation was needed to protect them. So they asked Congress to uh, consider several notable cases and admit them into congressional record and uh, Congress uh, to consider the relative amount of abuse between mail order bride couples and other couples, including thousands of spousal murders that mm -hmm. occurred in the U.S. over the past 15 years. So there were a couple of federal lawsuits that came out about this. And uh, the federal court specifically found that the rates of domestic violence against Immigrant women are much higher than those of the U.S. population. Yeah. According to a compilation of desegregated samples of Asian ethnicities from local communities, Asian women in the United States reported intimate physical and or sexual violence of 21 to 55 percent in 2015. Um, the judge that was considering these cases also uh, considered the, the idea that you need to get a background check, like you need to get uh, a firearm background mm -hmm. check. <laughs> well, so I, w I wish, <laughs> uh, he, in his, I'm, I'm assuming this is in his, um, 
uh, summary. He says, however, just as the requirement to provide background information as a prerequisite to purchasing a firearm has not put gun manufacturers <laughs> yes. out of business, there is no reason to believe that IMBs will be driven yeah. to the marketplace by IMBRA. There's just going to be mail order brides all over elementary schools in this country. <laughs> I can't much, put in a stop to <laughs> 20 mail order brides at every elementary school. Um, and if you're curious about the visas, so the K-1 visa application process for the U.S. Um, is $2,000. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to remain together for two years. Mm -hmm. And there were 849,000 female naturalized citizens between the ages of 20 and 29 and over 2 million women of the same age living without U.S. citizenship in 2016, accounting for 13% of the female population of that age bracket. Mm -hmm. Despite well over 2,000 mail-order marriages a year, there is no information on the amount of mail-order brides entering the United States. Wow. So We're not the, tracking that in any way? Apparently not. Uh, you ever hear of cherry blossoms? Cherry blossoms. No. It's the oldest and largest international social networking companies. Oh. Social networking companies. Mm -hmm. It was established in 74 as a catalog specializing in women from Asia. Mm -hmm. The agency printed catalogs of personals listings, selling addresses to customers who were then able to correspond directly to the women. So mm -hmm. it's basically the classifieds international. Yeah. But uh, well, this is before they were charging you for every message. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, photographs supplemented text listings, then color photographs were added. Uh, and it, as of 2001, Cherry, uh, Cherry Blossoms has evolved entirely into a web based format. Now, I would think, yeah. According to company, you can imagine that they're still yeah. just using the newspaper. Why is nobody getting a hold of us? In some parts of the world, that might actually be what they'd have to do. Well, they operate in a hundred yeah. company, uh, hundred countries mm -hmm. uh, as a mail order bride business. Uh, however, cases of abuse and murder involving couples who met via cherry blossoms mm -hmm. include the case of Jack Reeves, who was convicted of murdering two of his wives. So, I think the moral of the so story: he he got one and he couldn't get a refund, and he wanted another one. Pretty, so he I, just took it out. I pretty took her out. I'm pretty sure. And got the next one. Then he was like, "No, I don't want this one either." He took her out. Two. Yeah. Two mail order brides. Yeah. All right. Take us out of uh, if, if you don't mind. I hope you enjoyed uh, the history yes, portion. The history of, the, of mail of, order brides. Mail order brides. So let's get back to our good friend John Adams. Yes. He says we want people to meet. Okay. We want them to be successful, to actually have a meaningful relationship. We always preach that they should actually get on a plane and get over there and meet the women in person, mm -hmm. because that's the only way anything's ever going to happen. If you want something to happen for you, you got to do it yourself. So they show him on his website and a mm -hmm. YouTube clip. And he's like, I'm sure you're wondering, can I really travel halfway around the world and develop a meaningful relationship? <laughs> One that will result in marriage? The answer is yes. If you pay me enough money, yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> the romance tour is absolutely amazing. It's the best experience that you'll ever have. Well, Robert... He says, my cousin told me he'd never do it. And I said, why? And he says, I wouldn't spend the money. I'm too much of a tightwad. And my answer was, what's happiness worth? $12,000 to meet a beautiful woman that I love, that loves me? That's nothing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's fucking 12 grand. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess... I guess I'm a tightwad if I think 12000 is a lot to... Uh, to yeah, I mean, uh, a couple years ago... 
I paid for the Lifetime Bumble membership. It was like 120 bucks. They don't do it anymore. Oh, it's probably like a thousand. Yeah, it would be now. like a lot more now. But like I got in like when Bumble was early and then it gave me like unlimited swipes or whatever. But you like have a thing. girlfriend now. So can now I borrow I it and then just put my pictures up there? <laughs> and take my account? Take sure, I don't account? care. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not <laughs> kidding because I'm getting nothing. All right. Remember Travis the farmer? Yes. He the says, 20 year old who looks like he's 50. 38. Yeah. I don't really... He's 38 and looks like he's 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't really feel like it's my last chance, but I just didn't want to spend uh, uh, my life alone anymore. And there's nothing happening around here. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody else spend this kind of money to find a wife? Well, John Adams, he says, we're going to go to three separate cities during the tour. Odessa, Nikolaev, and Kherson. Mm -hmm. We start at JFK. Everybody's meeting for the first time. Everybody's kind of sizing each other up. Well, there's a tour director named Bob Ray, and he says it's kind of like a road trip if you're in a fraternity in a way, but it has a purpose, of course, which a road trip does not. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Every road trip's yeah. got a fucking purpose. Yeah. You got to get from point A to point B and enjoy yourself. That's enough of a purpose to call a road trip a yeah. purpose for me. Okay. He's like, I'm Bob Ray. I'm tour director of a foreign affair. There's a lot of faith involved in this. <laughs> There has to be. It's a faith-based organization. Because Chris. you're asking me, <laughs> look, fork over a few thousand dollars, take a couple weeks out of your schedule, and come over with us. So we see all these losers mm -hmm. jump on a plane together and fly over to the Ukraine. God, I feel bad calling them all losers, but then I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any problem with it because I don't. I haven't seen them. I don't. Well, after they load up, they all get on a tour yeah. bus, and John says, "Guys, we made it." Welcome mm -hmm. to Odessa. You know, you can watch the guys on the bus and they're kind of looking out the window and they're like, wow, this is strange. It's not strange. It's depressing as fuck. Yeah. I've never been there. You hear third world country. Yeah. There's rubble on the sidewalks. There's never a sun in the sky, apparently, in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's got those old shopping carts, women mm -hmm. with the scarves over yeah. their heads. And you're like... There might be a lot of women here, but all I'm seeing is old ladies going Babushkas. to the supermarket. But yeah, very yeah. good. So back to Australia. We're gonna check. It's a they're getting the outer Russian doll when they want the inner one. They got to yeah, go down a couple go layers to get the steps, one they want. Four layers in. So back to Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael says one day Svetlana asked me, "Am I for real?" And I said, "I'm for real. I'll come see you." So I'm planning on flying over for a week. So he goes to Kiev. Mm -hmm. He's not on the tour. He's on the yeah. Elena's side. So he's at the airport and, um, you know, Svetlana's at the airport and he says, I don't like something that's ordinary. I like something that's out of the ordinary. <laughs> I suppose that's why I went to Russia for a gal. I like something out of the ordinary. <laughs> well, by out of the ordinary, we see a picture of Svetlana and her daughters. Uh-huh. Now, Svetlana's pretty hot. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Except for one part. Any guesses? Uh, no. It's always the teeth. The teeth. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's always yeah. the teeth. And the she's going to Australia. It's not like they're going to be able to fix them there. No. No, you're right. <laughs> so she's speaking in Russian. She says, it's important to meet a soulmate. I'm only 38 and my whole life is ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I'm open to new relationships. And how old are the daughters? They're like eight, okay. eight little 12, kids. little yeah. kids. So here's the thing. Normally when I would do something like this, I'd probably get an apartment down the street. Nah, he's just like, I'm just going to live with her for a week. He just mm -hmm. moves in. 
to like he just goes to her place and just yeah. he doesn't get a hotel. No, just goes because what if okay? So my reaction to this always goes back to catfishing, right? Is mm-hmm. like my initial thing that I'm thinking like you're spending a lot of money and they're probably not even a real person, right? So like, what if you get there and Svetlana is really uh you know Ruslan. Right. right, and then it's like it's just and then some you get dude. murdered, and then yeah. yeah, you go to a place and they murder you, or like she's just not the person in the photos, or she's just not yeah. the person at all. Like they just no show you. Well, I don't think this guy did any background information. He just went for it. Not only that, but you see him walking into this apartment. It's mm-hmm. a shithole. Yeah, there's paint missing. There's railings yeah. missing. But he is Australian. Yeah, so. I guess he's up for a challenge. Yeah. Anyway, it's weird because they interview him, and every time they interview him. He's drinking coffee and he's got his legs on the couch and he's picking at his bare feet the whole time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like picking his toes. That's yeah. one of my pet peeves is people that touch their toes <laughs> yeah. and don't wash them. And afterwards. then they like eat or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got to wash your hands after yeah. you touch your feet. Well, anyway, he says, it's an adventure, you know? For me, I like adventure, and I feel motivated by doing it. Mm -hmm. I feel really motivated. I didn't really achieve what I wanted in life. I need some more time. I just want to be happy. It doesn't matter where. Where I'm going to find it, you know? If it's here in the Ukraine, why not? I'll come here. I'm just picturing the dad from Muriel's wedding. I've never seen that. You should watch it. It's It's a must-watch? It's great. Yeah, it's great. Well, back to John Adams. He's got to, he's got to, you know, yeah. cheer these guys up. All right, guys, we're gonna get started here with this orientation. Now, it's a social, not a cocktail party. It's a great opportunity to meet a lot of different people at one time. It's all about moving around as much as you possibly can to meet as many people as you possibly can. You're looking at me like you got a question. Uh, I'm gonna guess that uh, these people. Uh-huh. are not the best at networking in a room of strangers. You are correct. Yeah. Okay, so Ron Kirby, remember he's the one that I thought was the normal the one? The most normal, yeah. He says, I didn't have any expectations. My plans are to shake the hands of every single woman there tonight. We see him doing exactly that at mm-hmm. the social. Now this is, a, by social, it's a shitty banquet hall. Yeah. So we see footage, there's a DJ uh, a disco ball, lots of people dancing, but also people playing what looks like bridal baby shower games uh-huh. involving like wrapping toilet paper around, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. they're pushing strollers through obstacle courses. Okay. There's musical chairs. So they have to set up things to make them interact. Yes. Yeah. Musical chairs. They're probably mm-hmm. doing cakewalks for all I fucking know. Yeah. And then, then we see what looks like fully clothed chair dances similar to a striptease. Uh-huh. But they're wearing like clothes, not stripper clothes. Yeah. Now, do you think they packed this room with just Ukrainian strippers and told them like, hey, come hang out with these dudes so dude, we can make some money? I'll be honest with you. Throw them some cash? The, the women, they vary. There's there's very attractive women. Mm-hmm. There's older women. There's younger women. There's average people. I mean, it's, it's an array. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you know, Mr. Texas, he says it was like being uh, a kid in a candy store. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really quite sure how to handle now, is it. Is he the fat one? Yeah. Okay. Well, he he's knows not about the candy super first. fat. Oh, that's one. The, okay. Not super fat. Yeah. He's three. Yeah. Eric's just got the gut. Okay. In the NRA yeah. hat. Yeah. Probably <laughs> probably checked his guns and took them. Yeah. Well, Bob Ray says my job's to go around and encourage men to be as proactive as possible and to talk to many people as possible and have a good time. Well, Robert, he says 
I'm overwhelmed by the attention I've gotten. A lot of my friends who were single thought I was crazy to come over here, but I tend to always think outside the box. <laughs> so Bob says we had 210 women at that social, 20 guys. Okay. A 10 to 1 ratio. That's welcome huge. to paradise. <laughs> um, by paradise, he means like none of the hot women in the profiles are there. Yeah. Do you of know course. what I mean? Yeah. So Travis the farmer. These are the real ones. Yes. Not the ones that. Yeah. Because none of the people that they end up meeting actually look like their profile. Of course not. Um, Travis says, this has been nerve wracking. There's a lot of beautiful women and it's not like that at home. And Bob says, they just can't believe that these women are interested in them because they're used to the situation at home where no one's interested in them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's pretty much the same situation here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as far they're, as interest they're goes. interested in getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Getting the hell out of Ukraine. They're you not can interested tell in the some men. of these yeah. women are on the clock. Yeah. Okay. And by on the clock, they probably gave them like a dozen oranges and they were like, can you just hang out for an hour and look vaguely interested? Yeah. Well, Bob says these women believe in family first, not career first, a family first. I'll tell you, it's like dating a girl from the fifties. It's like dating my mom. Now, <laughs> as he's saying all this, they're showing footage from the social of some pretty risque grinding yeah. strippers again, but mm-hmm. not with stripper clothes. Yeah. So Ron, who's the one lap thought, dances, but fully clothed. Correct. Okay. He says, man, I could speak in front of 3000 people, but getting on the dance floor, whoo, that makes me nervous. Growing up Southern Baptist, I've never danced. If I find the right one, I might. He says this as a woman. Grew up in the town for Footloose. <laughs> John, one of John Lithgow's greatest. And Lori, God, what's her name? The girl. Anyway, she was. Stephanie Gray? No, no wrong one. No, um, you're thinking Jennifer Gray. Oh, Jennifer. Um, yeah. yeah, wrong one. No, she was only in a couple of those 80s movies. Okay. Chris yeah. Penn, one of Chris Penn's greatest films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he says, I might find one to dance with. And all of a sudden, you just see his eyes trailing away at some girl's ass. <laughs> I don't think this guy's ever been on camera before. Yeah. But he says, I got to be realistic about my search. I'm in pretty good shape for my age, but I can certainly feel my age in the last three years. Um, so he asks a woman to dance. And he says, I want to find someone who still loves me, you know, for when I'm not as viral, when I'm starting to fall apart, <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't mind falling. Oh, viral. Vi- <laughs> I, was like, I said viral. I was like, what the, Correct. what virus did Correct. he have? I was Correct. like, uh, or was he really popular on the internet? They're passing him around. No. He probably does have a yeah. virus with all the drugs he <laughs> fucking shoots. So he meets a girl named Serena and he starts dancing and he says, mm. you know, how old are you? And she's like, oh, it's a secret. Um, <laughs> but he can't, he's got no game. He's not picking up the vibe. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's important to me. <laughs> she's like, uh, Okay. She's and trying to flirt, and yeah. he's got nothing. And he to goes, do. "If yeah. you're 25 years younger than me, then it's not going to work out." And it, the girl's just like, uh. <laughs> "So," and obviously the guy's got it backwards in life. When we get vir- vir- viral, yes, we need somebody <laughs> yes. not to break down with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe five, ten years younger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just my thought, um, and it's probably a, the wrong thought. <laughs> so. Uh, this is December 2011, yeah. and Travis makes it into an AFA promotional video because he was kind of like the star of the show. Okay. And he's dancing with a woman. and Because he's the one who went around and met everybody. Yeah, he actually yeah. went on talk. Okay. He, this woman is gorgeous, mm-hmm. except for one thing. The teeth. Yeah, the teeth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so. It's like a can opener in her mouth, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> he says, tell me about the woman you met. What happened when you met? And he was like, instant sparks. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Even though she speaks very little English and I speak no Russian, it's just instant <laughs> sparks. Her name's Victoria. Mm-hmm. You know, we met at the social. We danced. We talked. Uh, I never left her side until the next afternoon, uh, except to go to the hotel and freshen up. We went back to spend more time. And in a perfect world, this would just keep going, you know, as awesome as wonderful as it's been. And if it keeps going in that direction, I plan on being engaged before I leave. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not for two days. Works fast. Super fast. Have you ever been on a date with somebody that barely spoke English? No, but I have been on a date one night, one where I proposed to a woman on the first date. Well, uh, in, in the home of Mr. and Mrs. Neff, <laughs> obviously that worked out. Obviously it worked out perfectly. Um, what made you propose to this I woman? was convinced she was the one. And by convinced, I was fucking Shit-faced. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, do you want to drive to Nevada and get married? And mm-hmm. she said, yes. And um, like about four drinks into it. I'm going to get very personal here. Yeah. I have prostatitis. <laughs> I've told you this before. <laughs> I've told other people that listen to the show before. Yeah. So prostatitis basically feels like when you get it, it is like you feel like you're pissing razor blades. Not nearly as fun as prostitutus. No. <laughs> prostitutus <laughs> is much more fun. But you are in instant yeah. pain. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you have to pee, but you can't pee. Yeah. But it lasts for like 40 minutes. Okay. And then it goes away. Yeah. I got the worst case of prostatitis. Now, here's what can... That was your body telling you not to do, make this horrible decision. Actually, it was just alcohol and no water in my body (laughs) saying, um, you need to stop drinking. But yeah, you're right. So I remember being like, I got to go. I'll be back. And I come back like an hour and a half later. And she's like, what happened? I thought we were going to go get married. (laughs) And then I'd probably... Sobered, sobered up, up a little from bit the, from the yeah. shock of all mm-hmm. that and i was like listen about getting married <laughs> i think we should think it over so did you ever see her again after that oh yeah yeah okay we went camping the same week had a oh, great okay. time just yeah. didn't work out yeah but yeah don't ever ever propose to a woman on the first day i would say that's generally a mistake yeah yeah that's probably the craziest thing i've ever done in life uh anyway <laughs> eh, you've seen a couple yeah. other crazy things uh well we got to get back on the bus buddy because yes. okay. it's we got to go to the next city so let's get back on the bus, Matt. You mm-hmm. ready? Yep. You ever been to Nikolaev? I have not. Know where it's at? Uh, I'm guessing in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, John Adams says, we arrive at the social at five. He's talking to the boys here. Um, it's jammed. I mean, there are women everywhere. Guys are making time in the line. I mean, they're talking to girls and the girls aren't even in yet. You know, they still got their coats on. They got a social under their belt. They're mm-hmm. veterans now. Oh, they know what to do now. They're not rookies. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the beginnings of another social. And, and is this like the next day or like two days later? Yeah, probably two days later. Okay. But this time we got belly dancers. Oh. So we're seeing some skin. And uh, Now, are they overqualified belly dancers nah. in that there's too much belly? Okay. No, no, no. They're good. Okay. Uh, Eric from Texas, he says, I've been to Ukraine on six different trips. This is like your buddy. The guy okay. you're Yeah. Yeah. Six times he says he's but, done this. But, uh, okay. At what point mm-hmm. do you say to yourself... This isn't working? Yes. Because <laughs> he keeps... This guy, I have to say, yeah. I admire his optimism. Well, I think now we know why he doesn't have a bed frame and he's using cinder Yeah, because it's, it's all everything. on these Ukraine trips. It's everything on Ukraine. He can't afford the two grand for the visa to get him back to the U.S. It's going to be interesting because you're going to hear about yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, so he says, I walk into the social. I'm always uncomfortable because there's a lot of people in the room and there's lots of beautiful women. So the hardest part for me is just to start with the first one. I take my interpreter and we start walking the room there. Mm -hmm. Sitting at the table by herself is a very beautiful girl with long blonde hair. Now, two things here. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, they literally have interpreters walking around. Yeah. And when he says uh, beautiful girl, yep. that might be a stretch. Okay? okay. Now, she is very tall. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> eh, she's okay. Her but name's Ina. By his standards, yeah. perhaps. Her name's but also, if you've been there five times, then maybe, maybe learn a little of the language. Like maybe <laughs> yeah. pick up a little bit of it. Take a Ukrainian class when you're home or Russian you class. You got a lot of time on the plane where you yeah. don't need to be reading like the safety instructions. You could pick up a few words. I agree you, with you. You can grab one of those uh, Babel learning courses yeah. or whatever it is. Well, or, this guy's not the type of guy that's going to be able to know how to use a computer. Okay? He, he can't load up Duolingo on his phone. I don't think so. Okay. On his phone? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah, back then. Yeah. Okay. My name is Ina. Mm -hmm. I live in Poltava. Eric approached me. We started talking with translator help. Uh, Eric says she fits all the criteria. Now, by the way, <laughs> is this her speaking English or is this her speaking no, Russian has been translated? No, that's speaking a foreign language okay, and I'm is, still yes, doing okay. the accent. I'm just kidding because this is like the voiceover on <laughs> yeah. the thing. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he says she fits all the criteria I, I, I kind of went with on this trip for, mm -hmm. uh, which basically means she's female, I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's very serious. Two X chromosomes. I, standards. <laughs> I don't hard to say I like him, but I felt he was very distressed. I even tried joke. <laughs> we talked for a long time, and she was definitely interested in the possibility of what it could turn into. A rabbi, a priest, <laughs> and an imam walking to a bar. A Molotov cocktail fall into rubble pile this morning when I make breakfast on open flame. <laughs> So anyway, so anyway, John Adams says some of these guys, they just haven't dated in a long time, mm -hmm. you know, and these passions, these feelings, I don't think they've felt them for years. And all of a sudden, they're just really exploring it all over mm -hmm. again. Let's go to Ron Kirby. All right. He's got the Amber Crabby and Fitch shirt on. He's in his hotel room being interviewed. And he's like, I'm skeptical on this. All right. Having talked to some of the translators here, when I've asked them, Tell me what percentage of the women here are truly in their heart interested in finding a man mm -hmm. and getting married. I mean, they're giving me some low numbers. So, again, we see him talking to a woman. You have any children? No. Do you? Hold on. I'm looking for somebody with no children. <laughs> <laughs> You're not age appropriate for me. This guy has no yeah. fucking social awareness, yeah. let alone a translation barrier. He's yeah. fucking shit up. Um, so Robert Wilson, uh, he's our Fresno guy. He says, I, last night I met this girl at a social. We started chatting, even though she doesn't speak English. We ended up dancing. And then uh, we're at the club. She asked me on a date. So we have a date tonight. And her name is Vitaliana. Mm -hmm. So he shows up with a rose. And let's meet Vitaliana. Mm -hmm. um, I am 29 years old. I was born in Nikolaev. Well, Robert says, I'm looking for a partner. Mm -hmm. You know, a lover, a friend. I got a great life. You know, there's just that one piece missing. So they're on a date and the interpreter is at the <laughs> table between the two of them. Um, and he says, tell her she looks pretty tonight. She's like, oh, thank you. I will be completely happy when I have family. 
<laughs> the greatest joy would be kids and husband. This girl knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's playing the game yes. to get out of there so she can get to the U.S. and then dump this guy yes. and go live her life. Yes. Yeah. And to be honest, she's not bad looking. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the uh, inter- interpreter says, she says that she likes you from your first meeting and she uh, says she just want like to hold him. Keep in mind, the interpreters have time. Yes. Hard time <laughs> getting this shit. Uh, that he would like, uh, she would like to hold or hug mm-hmm. him and just no talk. Now, when they're dealing with the interpreter, yeah, they're talking to this woman, right? Yeah. Then there's the interpreter here. Are they looking at the interpreter no. when they're talking? They look at the woman they while they say it, other. and then it's just like his voice coming yes. Yes. from over there. Okay, that's yeah. got to be weird. But she says, "Just sit." And she feel very comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. She's like, no talk. Just hold me. That's what she wants. <laughs> so Robert says, comfortable. Yeah. We don't need an interpreter for that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's smooth. Yeah. Okay. He knows he's ready to bang yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, okay? of yeah. So he, flew, he spent 12 grand. He better be. Interpreter yeah. says, I agree with you. Well, Vitaliana says, it doesn't matter to me. He come from America. He must be good person. First of all. A person who can make family. A man with capital M. So we see them at the end of the night, and we got a love connection here. Mm -hmm. All right? We're making out. um, And she says, intuitively, I feel we'll be good together. I hope my dream will become reality. So we got to get back to Keeve because we mm-hmm. haven't seen Michael rubbing his bare feet on the couch for a while. Okay. <laughs> Your favorite. And he is. Yeah. And he says, I was sort of like nervous because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But I could see she's all smiles and things like that. So he takes the kid, the, the wife, well, yeah. the girl with her kids on a go-kart date. They have go-karts there? Apparently. Wow. Um, I was kind of surprised about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to drive them through oil barrels yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> it's like real life Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, Elena from Elena's model says, I believe that it's good for both Western men and Ukrainian women mm-hmm. to be able to explore options elsewhere because it's always great when you can expand your horizons and understand what's right for you. Well, Michael says, I didn't come here just for entertainment. I really want to make it with it, you know? <laughs> Now, when he says make it with yeah. her, I think he means make it with her. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? obviously. But he says, I told her we'll take it one step at a time. <laughs> so you could tell he's ready to ditch the kids, though, and get yeah. down to business. He's like, let's get a babysitter. Yeah. And then let's go. Yeah. Can your can your mom come over? Can your mom take the kids go-karting? Correct. And then we'll try my own oil slick. <laughs> Back to AFA. <laughs> uh, the tour drops into Herson. You ever been to Herson? No, I've never been there. Okay. Yeah. Know where it is? No, no okay. idea. <laughs> I'm guessing Ukraine. Ukraine somewhere probably. Well, yeah. John says, all right, guys, you've survived two socials. I congratulate you all for going to the third and final social here in Herson. It's going to be over before you know it. And no. we have one love connection. Yeah, so far. Okay. No, uh, Travis. Oh, the first one. Travis. Okay. The first guy. All right. Yeah, three. Oh, three. Okay. Well, <laughs> we got yeah. Travis and we got Michael. Well, Mike, because uh, Michael's oh, on his own thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, on, yeah. The, on the yes. tour, there's the we two. Got tra- uh, one tra- in each city. All right. Okay. Three. We have Travis, uh-huh. the cow milker. Yeah. We've got uh, Eric mm-hmm. with the tall, blonde, not so oh, good. Oh, oh, I forgot about the tall, blonde. And then blonde. we got yeah. Robert no, you're right. yeah. with this My one. bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so that's a pretty good success rate so far yeah. of the people in the documentary. Well, here's the thing. They only highlight like five of these guys, but yeah. the bus has got 20 guys. On. Yeah. Okay. So John's like, don't re remember, man, this is the last social. Nothing mm -hmm. matters. You just go up there and you talk to who you want to talk to. You make something happen. <laughs> All right. Don't sit there and be shy. Just go up and do it because you're probably never going to see her again anyway. You know, she lives in the Ukraine. Yeah. This is your opportunity. This is it. He's like the Tony Robbins of international totally. dating with his totally. pep talk. Totally. <laughs> so Bobby from the, the, the Fed, federal government HR department, mm -hmm. he says, it's the last city and I'm down to one. To be honest, this is probably the only one that um, I always came back to. Her name's Julia. Mm -hmm. She works in a travel agency. Incredibly beautiful. Uh, we've been writing to each other for it's got to be seven, eight months now. Uh, he is in deep financially at this point. Uh -huh. Okay. Those translator emails have added up quickly. What, what do they cost per? I think $10. 10 bucks per each. email. I think. And he's been doing this for sure seven a, months. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a word limit. So, yeah. he's, so he's probably doing this once here, or twice a day. Here's, here's my question to you. How much do you think he's in for? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick estimation. Yeah. I'm going to guess twice a day. So that's $20 a day. Yep. Times seven months, that's 210 days. I'm going to guess roughly 4500 bucks. Okay. And if messages. you're listening right now, I want you to take the over under on $6,000. That's a fair over <gasps> and under. I'm not going to give you any more information until we get there. All um, right. Okay. I'm taking the under, but slightly. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, Bobby says we're going to meet at the social. I'm, uh, I'm going to... I'm coming here to basically so we would borrow for This is the one that he wanted to meet. This is why he came. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's 330 pounds. Yeah. Um, do you have pictures of her? Oh, yeah. Interviewer, how old is she? She's 26. Um, she's a little bit under my target age. <laughs> a little bit. This, keep in mind, this guy's late 40s. Yeah. And he pulls out this photo, and she is absolutely stunning. Yeah. And he says, this is the one from the website where she looks like Anna, Angelina Jolie. No mm -hmm. lie. It could be yeah. Tomb Raider. It could be it could be her and Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. So um the interviewer's like, yeah, she does. Well he wants to be a womb raider. <laughs> he, says, <laughs> he says, How can you go wrong there? Uh don't worry, Bobby. You know, I'm sure he's gonna show us how. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll figure <it> out. <laughs> so we see shots of the city. Bobby's dressed up. He's waiting nervously in the hotel room. Before the third social, he's very nervous. You know, he says, you know, just waiting this last half hour and, you know, it's driving me up the wall. You know, all the other guys, they go out and go buy roses. I wanted to get something that would last, mm -hmm. hopefully as long as the relationship. Well, what do you think he pulls out? A ring. No, a gold rose. Oh, a gold rose. Okay. <laughs> this gold rose. Is it like Steven Singer jewelry? <laughs> this gold rose yeah. comes in a pink box and it's got those little pink peanuts in it. Yeah. It looks probably like you spend nine bucks on it. Yeah. Okay. It's less than the actual rose. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so he pulls it's it it's out. gold colored plastic, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. he pulls it out. And, uh, you know, you're just praying, like, please don't bring it with the box with the plastic peanuts in it, or the styrofoam peanuts, because that's yeah. going to be a bad luck. Yeah, because so, they're going to get all over the dance floor. Of course. Yeah. And he says, hopefully, you know, I give her this and everything's okay. I'll either be really happy or really sad. Mm -hmm. And if you're betting on really sad, you're probably going to fucking yes. win. <laughs> that's my guess. So, 
He says, this is like prom for old guys. You know, that's the way I'm looking to it. I never went to prom. You know, I'm sort of hoping, though, that we're going to get a table off by ourselves the whole night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have the translator because uh, I don't do Russian. Mm-hmm. So we can just this will be our first date. So we see him at the social and he's pacing around. You know, people are checking people in. And he's like, every time I see somebody with black hair, my heart goes, oh, oh, oh. And then it's not her. Oh, when I did my search uh, for certain things, I put in, I like black hair, blue eyes, people that are smart, independent, someone that's going to make me want to be a better man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, tour director Bob Ray, he says, when the guys come over, they have their own set of expectations, which may be on target or maybe not on target. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy's shooting for the fucking stars. Yeah. Okay. He wants Angelina Jolie. Do you, here's the thing. Do you remember that uh, SNL bit? Lower your yes. standards. Uh, lowered expectations was uh, a classic Mad TV sketch. Okay. It was a recurring one about a uh, a dating site or dating. Then they ripped thing. it off from SNL. Yeah. They had to. One but, of them. One of them ripped it off. But from do you other. remember yeah. Lovitz and Hanks? They'd be on yes. the cruise. Yeah. And they'd be like. It's been a while. Yeah. It'll be a while. <laughs> yeah. Lower your standards. There you go, yeah. That's what this guy needs to fucking do. Yeah. So anyway. Because he's trying to go way out of his league. Absolutely. Like he's like rookie ball going for a major leaguer. Yeah. 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 You don't make that jump to the show. Yeah. You got to go double A. You can make the jump to the show if you drop 200 pounds yeah. and overnight get a personality. Yeah. He's got to work his way up to her level. She's not going to just come down to hit. Exactly. Yeah. So John Adams goes up to Bobby and he's like, are you going to wait for her all night? And he says, not all night. What if she doesn't come? Oh, I'll go and I'll have a few drinks. Look, I'm really worried about this because your whole trip has been predicated around her. Yeah. And he says, I told you, if it doesn't happen, I went on vacation and I got to see a new country. I'm happy either way. And then he's like checking into the checkup table and they're like, yeah. any sign of her? And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, great, you don't speak English. Yeah. You don't even know she's fucking here. Yeah. He's stressing. Anyway, he's like, you know, no problem. You know, uh, I wanted to come here. And is it again like 200 women and yeah. 20 guys? Okay. Same shit. Yeah. Um, he's like, I just wanted to come here and meet this person. Now I don't even know what's going on. How are you feeling? Well, we see him. He's sitting alone at the table with his golden <laughs> rose oh. in a plastic fucking bag. Which is not a good look either. You don't put your yeah. golden rose in a CVS bag. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Bobby says, I'm feeling like anybody would feel. Definitely not good. So I had a conversation with John this morning. I said, you know, the lady I'm talking to online, the lady I'm writing to, she works full time in a tourist agency Monday through Friday, half a day Saturdays. She isn't a student. And the person Max is talking to is a student half time. And I said, I've been writing this lady, you know, almost daily for months. Emails are ten dollars a pop, going and coming. So I'm probably out ten grand. <gasps> yeah, not ten grand to be exact. It's nine thousand eight hundred and fifty-four dollars and sixty-three cents. They show his statements. Wow. He says my biggest fear is this is a scam. And then so that's ten grand plus twelve grand for the trip. Oh yeah, it's not including the trip. Yeah, he's in over twenty-one. Yeah, but he says that's writing to her fifty. She says, my, he says, my fear is that a scam mm-hmm. and that she just writes to 50 to 60 guys a day yeah. and she gets a cut, you know, from whoever she's, she's getting three for. bucks an email. Yeah. Yeah. And John said, you know, he's concerned about it too. And that almost certainly not the person in the pictures. Uh, we'll I don't get know. There. We'll find out. Okay. 
And John's concerned, so he's got to try and figure out what's going on. And he said, you know, well, there's other women to meet. Because his whole business is built around these guys at least thinking that this could be real. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, John, I didn't come to meet other women. That's not what I'm here for. I came to meet her, her. Well, let's check in on Michael in Kiev. He's got the same problem. He needs to lower his standards, yeah. too. Uh, he says, I say I can understand why there's such a, long, a lot of Ukrainian dating sites because the women here are truly beautiful, but I've only got eyes for mine. Mm-hmm. Svetlana. It's a completely different situation in Ukraine. And he's been talking to her for like seven months, right? This yeah. Guy? Okay. It's yeah. struggle to survive. Everyone <laughs> chooses their own means of survival. Based on my knowledge, people immigrate and they're happy. It's a solution for some people. It's not easy living your whole life up and moving. Really, it's not that easy. I live in Australia and there's a op- lot of opportunity. But she's got a business here. She's got a family here. If she wants to have a good life with me, I'll really look after her. I'll take care of her. So she's going to decide what she wants to do. Back to Bobby. Things yeah. aren't getting better. Yeah. Max just called me and told me that he'd be down in the lobby at five. They finally got a hold of Julia. Okay. And she's supposed to be coming here in about half an hour. Okay. Well, he bags that golden rose and heads to the lobby. Yeah. He wants to be there right when she walks in the door. Exactly. First thing she sees. I have to go in there approaching it like she's honest and all that and hoping that I'm not being screwed. Mm-hmm. It's been hours. I've been sitting here thinking the same thing over and over. How do I know? How do you know? How do you tell? Well, we see Bobby and Julia meeting in the lobby of the hotel. Now, camera's way distant, so we can't even get a good look at her. All right? But the translator's there. And uh, Bobby says... We've been writing for about seven, eight months now. I was wondering what your feeling is on the relationship. Well, we hear the translator, and Julia says, and what do you say? (laughs) Uh, Well, we've been writing for a long time. I was hoping that we'd be able to move on. Mm -hmm. I came here to see you. It's the only reason I came. Um, you know, I want to see if maybe you're ready to move on in the relationship. She looks fucking horrified. Like she's never talked to this person before. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. They were using her photos. Yeah. Now we get a good look at her at this point. She's not Angelina Jolie. Yeah. She's not, she's not awful. Yeah. But you know, she would be like the 39th person you would cast as Laura Croft and Tomb Raider. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the interviewer she would be the 1538th person you would cast as laura croft to Tomb Raider. um the interviewer says do you feel like she was the woman who was writing to you and bobby said i have some questions and doubts because the pictures i showed her were pictures of things that she'd seen before my house my yard yeah my work um you know and there's uh, no recognition not really yeah, not really and then she's like, oh, people back, NASA. And Bobby's like, yeah, this is the picture from the shuttle launch I was telling mm-hmm. you about. And she's like, oh, wow. <laughs> and um, the interviewer's like, so she wasn't writing the letters. Does it matter? And he was like, it would have and probably should. <laughs> but what I don't want to do is for me to overthink it. And, uh, but I just don't think she's hot. So, cause the uh, problem yeah. that really isn't there. It's called denial, Bobby, yeah. and you're knee deep in it. And yeah. he's probably yeah. interviewing you at the wrong time. 
no, the right time. This is the right time? <laughs> this is for us. Yes. It's the right time. For us. Yes. That's all I care about. He says, I guess honestly, I just can't get this girl out of my mind. Well, back to the table. Um, you know, I want something that's special and beautiful and unique. Shouldn't be alone. They should come in pairs. And I was hoping, you know, I may I know I may not be beautiful and not unique, but I'm hoping that maybe we could be a pair. You know, you're very inspiring. Do you want to come to America and marry me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and like, she doesn't think she's talked to him for more than that evening, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. But here's who, who, how do you say, will you marry me in the first conversation? You know, when well, I did mine, you're the one. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. That was after 12 hours of heavy drinking and drug use. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like, I'm like, hey, uh, what's your name? Can I get you a drink? By the way, you want to get married? I at least laid some groundwork. Okay. So you've made other bad decisions before that one. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. So it was the culmination of, a, of an evening's work. Fair yes. enough. So Julie is laughing and fanning herself and nervously talking to the translator. Yeah. And uh, the translator is like, let's move in another direction. Yeah. Bobby's like, okay. And he's like, you know, interviewers, translator. Uh, so what are your impressions of tonight? Um, I think it went well. Uh, I think I'm engaged now. <laughs> so I have to say it's going really well. There was no yeah. There was nothing. There was a yet. There was not a yeah. There was nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, did he get married? Did he engage? And we didn't see it on camera. Mm -hmm. What the fuck's going on? Interviewer's like, did you get her email address? And he's like, no. Because <laughs> all fiancés, you don't need their... Well, not only that, but it's like, I still got to go through the service because yeah, I need the translation. Yeah. The direct email does him no good. He needs to pay for the translator. Yeah. yeah. He should get the translator's email address and have her get the girl's email. He's getting fucking scammed and he has no idea. Yeah. And he says, I can ask her, though, that, um, you know, maybe she... I'll ask her for the email address. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if she has one, though. Yeah. So I didn't even think about that. I was a little preoccupied. Well, he gives her an awkward kiss goodbye. And the interviewer then says, so you're engaged? And he goes, I'm engaged. <laughs> we see no transfer of yeah. ring. We yeah. see no... Because he didn't the, have a ring. Did he give her the rose? I guess the rose could be the engagement Was she rose. impressed by the rose? There was no response. It, it I never saw yeah. him get down on a knee. Yeah. Well, let's get back to Michael and Keith. Okay. I want to settle down again with a good girl. And I think Svetlana mm -hmm. is a good gal. Yeah. Well, at least with him, she's real yeah. and was the person he's been talking to. Correct. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> we had a wonderful yeah. time in Keith. Mm -hmm. I asked her, do you want to marry me? And she said, yes. And that's it. So we're getting married and we're going to Bali okay. to get married. So he's actually engaged. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it my best shot. If it depends on me, I'll make it work. Well, let's get back to the last uh, 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 day of Affair to Remember. Mm -hmm. Last day of the tour. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, I'm very impressed with the tour. I think for the cost, you get a lot. <laughs> Next Christmas, I would like to be either married or real close to be getting married. So at least mm -hmm. this guy isn't coming out of the gates crashing things, being like, will you marry me? Yeah. So all the losers get in front of the bus for a group picture. <laughs> <laughs> to get run over by the bus and end their misery. <laughs> so, Ron. That's not a group picture you want to be in. Dude, no, I'm not like, getting hide in the your, picture. Like if you're sad if you're a sad sack enough to go do that, don't take the group photo. Hide from the group. You don't want anybody to know you've done this. I'm on the back of the bus at all times. 
I'm not interacting. I'm not looking for tips. I'm taking this to the grave with me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so my, Ron, I'm guessing he struck out because he says, yeah, they're not that fucking friendly, man. <laughs> they're just not, you know, now that I'm leaving, mm -hmm. that's how I feel. No, I don't think most people here like Americans. You take a woman from the Ukraine and you have to overcome the, overcome the language barrier. If she doesn't speak English, more importantly, you have to overcome the cultural difference. But would I come back to the Ukraine or anywhere to look for a bride? Mm -hmm. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it did not. He did not have a good time. No. no. Eric says. Uh, He's met, not giving him a five star review. on No, 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 no. no. Uh, Eric says, I met one girl that I really liked. So mm -hmm. we probably spent a total of three hours. Mm hmm. Face to face, uh, that's Ina, remember. and that's the most action he's had in seventeen years ever. Yeah, um, I have a clear understanding of what I want in relationship, in what kind of man. Boy, I'm turning into a yes. little Australian <laughs> yes, right now. Aren't an, I? an Australian. I Ukrainian want to be with the most important thing to me is that he must be reliable. He has the qualities that I want men to have. Now, did I mention to you? I did mention to you that Eric always has the holster belt thing yes. on. Okay. With his phone ready to go. Yeah. Ready to draw the phone at any time. Yeah. It's always there. Well, he's wearing it in this picture as mm -hmm. well where he's with, you know. So we're going to get back to Travis and Victoria. They're sitting on a bench together, holding hands and kissing. And he, to be honest, it looks like he got the pick of the letter. Mm -hmm. Except for fucking teeth. Yeah, he's the one that scored the best looking look, one. You can't judge them on the teeth when they're all zeros on the teeth. So, and I guess you can get that fixed. Yeah, you know, I mean, that would be awkward though to be like, "Hey, um, so we're getting married and everything, but we're gonna get your teeth done." So I know a guy that went to the Philippines and brought a bride back. Really, like a lot younger. Yeah, and now you tell me. Now I'm telling you. Yeah, I just remembered. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but somebody I know. No. Okay. It's somebody I know through another comedian, another short comedian. We've done a lot of shows with, right? Okay. So yeah, he yeah, was yeah. friends with some people and this guy was a friend of theirs. So I've mm -hmm. met him a couple times at like gigs. He's con gone to see shows that I've done. And I remember he brought back a young woman from the Philippines and he was probably 50 and she was like 25. Uh huh. And he had the teeth redone as part he of it. He had the, he was like. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pay they, for they everything. Be, they, she's been here for like seven or eight years at least, and they seem to be very happy. Okay. So good for them. Maybe it's just kind of accepted. I, maybe on the agency side where the women go, they might have like a sit down with them and be like, look. They're going to ask you. They're going to have you. <laughs> like just so you know, yeah. that's part of what they're going to have you do. Yeah. They're going to do that. They're probably going to buy you tits. They're going to do all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're going to want to, it's a, Look, they're they're bringing back a fixer upper. Is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know? they're gonna put some investment into this. Yeah, yeah. You're a sex robot, just so you know. You just yeah. don't know it yet, yeah. but that's what's gonna happen to you. By the way, any robot yeah. can be a sex robot if you try hard enough. That's true. Yeah. All right, let's get back to <laughs> Travis. He says, "I was only hoping that this would happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I never dreamed that it actually would. I really don't want to leave. Um, it's really tough leaving Victoria here." I'll keep in contact with her, hopefully Skype a lot, and we'll talk on the phone. Anything else you want to say before you say goodbye to Victoria? Uh, too much. I can't. Now, he's really choking up at this point. Yeah. You're pretty torn up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, very. Are you going to be okay? I I don't know. Because he's been waiting seven months to talk to this woman mm -hmm. that he probably hasn't talked to ever before. 
Probably not. Yeah. Well, John Adams says it's so hard to tell who I think will be successful. Mm-hmm. Because for me, if someone comes over here and has a wonderful times and opens up their eyes, that's a successful time. But as far as finding that one woman and getting married, if you define it as success, that's really hard to tell because this is real life. This isn't controlled. They're all adults. We're introducing them and whatever happens, happens. Let's check back with Travis three months mm-hmm. later in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, he says, it's been almost three months, you know, um, when I left Odessa, I knew we had a great connection and, you know, obviously we like each other very much. You know, I can't say I was in love. I knew I liked her a lot. I've just never felt that way with anyone. And I mm-hmm. don't want to lose that. Yeah. After coming home, I did not know I was in love with her until I seen the video that AFA had on their website from our December tour. Yeah. So they use him as yeah, promotional Yeah, he's like material. one of their success stories. First time I seen it, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> That's when I knew I was in love. It just brought back everything because <laughs> I knew exactly what she was doing. She was singing to me in Russian. Do, do you think he's watching that video on their website and beating it? I was thinking that. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It brought me, brought me back there instantly. I just can't watch it. Well, he says it's too emotional oh, for him okay. to watch. Yeah. I'll be there in one week today. But oh. I can't hardly so going sleep. Back. He's right. going back. And then he pops out an engagement ring that he's got mm-hmm. ready for Vika. Not a gold rose, but an actual Correct. ring. Correct. <laughs> now, it's impossible to see if any of these rings are decent because we didn't get close. No, uh, they, they spent all their money on getting the there. Yeah. There's the fact there's a ring will be impressive enough, I think. Probably. Yeah. Um, well, Eric says, because he's in Texas now, he says, again, I've been on, I've been there six <laughs> times over the course of nine years. I've probably dated 35 to 50 women that I met there. And all the indications are that I have found someone that is truly serious about building a committed relationship and coming to the U.S. So I'm headed for my seventh journey <laughs> in two days. And we, in two days, I'll be there and we'll be back together in about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, we meet Ina's parents. Um, we are Ines' parents. Her name, father's name, Vitor Hydrazir, <laughs> and I am Valentina Mikhailovna. Here in Ukraine, seventeen consonants. Yeah, <laughs> girls get married young. They start married at eighteen, mm-hmm. and she's thirty already. We were worried that she will be alone for rest of life. Mm-hmm. We want grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric goes to the gun safe. Because that's where he keeps his engagement ring. Okay. Yeah, that's where you keep it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, father, I tell you, I was worried. It's far from here. We're used to taking care of kids. And suddenly our baby chick is flying somewhere <laughs> away. This wasn't pleasant for us. That was her decision. And we are fine. But of course, worried. Well, they do video calls. And Mm -hmm. uh, Eric's like, "Um, I can't wait to see you at the airport. And is he able to communicate with her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She She speaks English. She does speak English. She says, I will think about you. I will wait for you in airport and it will be okay. Now, I'm guessing she's put in the work to speak English. Yeah. Uh, She actually wants to do this. She does. Yeah. She does. Uh, As well as uh, Fresno Flounders Mm -hmm. girl. She really wants this too. Uh, I agree. Oh, whoops, Eric. <laughs> I agree. I'll miss you. I'll see you at the airport. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, goodbye. Uh, this is Eric. I'm really looking forward to coming through the gate at that airport and looking into her eyes. 
and reconnecting physically. I just want to hold her. Well, let's go to California, mm-hmm. uh, Fresno to be specific, because um, Robert, he's doing a video call with his Vitaliana. They all have V names, bro. Yeah. Victalia. Uh, well, I guess Ina. Hey, sweetheart. Vina. How are you? I came back and Vita was available. She would meet me anytime. And I said, we can Skype. And she was available. She's laughing. It's refreshing. The innocence that she has. It just really made an impression on me. There's a lot of affection. There was immediately when you're walking down the street, arm in arm, who needs to speak uh, the same language? You know, you're in love. So when I come back within the first week or two, I thought this could work out. And it wasn't long after that, I decided I'm going back to see her. Mm-hmm. So we see video footage with him on his latest trip there. And he says, I went back with the idea that I was going to ask her to marry me and get engaged. Mm-hmm. I think within the first hour of being there, I proposed to her. You know, she said, yes. Logic would have said, wait a few days. You never know. At least this guy waited a few fucking months. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been communicating yeah. outside the website. Correct. So it's not just like a money, like yeah. that's a little more legit. Correct. It seems. Okay. He says it felt right. And if anything, that made the rest of the eight days that much better. She called her mom. Uh, she told her mom and they asked, you know, if we could all meet. And, you know, he said the most nervous part was me meeting with her parents. Well, they do that classic thing where you grab a lock and you put your name on it. And oh, and lock it on the bridge. A, or the, yeah, yeah, statue or some shit. So um, uh, Vitaliana's mother says, we greeted Bobby very warmly with hug and kisses. We went to cafe. They had such a nice spread. We sat, talked, eat nice. We liked him a lot, both of us, me and Valera. The only thing I want is for them to support each other. And then she says, I love you, Bob. I love you too, Vitiliana. Vitiliana's mother. Marriage is hearth and the home, so to speak. It's very important to have a family and mutual understanding. Interviewer. So what's the next step? Well, it's visa time, Robert says. Eventually, we'll have an interview with the embassy where she'll have to provide documents. Yeah. Once you file, you wait. It's going to be six long months. Hopefully, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I hope it does. Uh, but it may not. You never mm-hmm. know. Well, bad news incoming from Bali. Yeah. Uh, for Michael. This is before he's going to marry Svetlana. Mm-hmm. He says, two days before I got mar- we got married, I got an email. <laughs> it says, my name's Alexi. You don't know me, but I'm working with Svetlana for Okina. So I know her very well and heard a lot about you. So I want to warn you. Svetlana works with the legal dating agency, which by fraud lures foreigners into Ukraine for dating beautiful women and then takes all their money. Mm-hmm. Bleed white. Never heard that expression before. Bleed white. <laughs> I know that you planned a wedding in Bali. She will fly to Bali for your money. She'll bring the borrowed wedding dress as proof. But I can assure you the wedding will not happen. I told Svetlana about the bad email that I... This is after. Yeah. He says, I told Svetlana about the bad email that I got from Kiev, and she's quite shocked. I suppose it's somebody that don't really want her to get married. <laughs> the letter was saying, you know, I'm just a donkey, <laughs> and they'll just use me, you know? I don't know. I'm stressed out. You know, I'm already feeling it building up again. 
So every warning sign possible is like flashing right now. Every and he's still like, but maybe we'll still get married. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for anything to happen, you know, but nothing happened. We went to the Australian embassy in Denspa, Denpasa. <laughs> Where the fuck is that, Matt? Do you know? I don't know. We went to it's in Bali, Indonesia, yeah. somewhere in Indonesia. Yeah. And we did the paperwork, and she was happy to do everything. You know what I mean? She could have bailed out any time. She didn't die. Well, Elena of, uh, of Elena's model says, we can't get into every person's head. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know their motives. We don't know how they're going to feel about this particular person and how they're going to behave in a relationship. It's all basically your responsibility. And your responsibility is to try and build a real relationship. You know, normal shit, as opposed to getting married after you've only known somebody for a fucking weekend. (laughs) We see Svetlana in a wedding dress. She's got Mm -hmm. her daughters and she marries Michael. Mm Mm-hmm. So they got married. Yeah. Or at least. Oh, it's official. Had a ceremony. Yeah. Ceremony in Bali. Mm-hmm. Kids are there. All right. But they don't kiss on the lips. They mm-hmm. don't even kiss at that when they're like, you know, you kiss the yeah. bride. So Michael You says, may shake the hand of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> you may shake the hand of your scammer. Of this stranger who's pretending to be a bride. Yeah. Well, so Michael's been married three times at this point. He says, mm-hmm. we got through. We got married. And that's it. There's a temporary visitor's visa mm-hmm. where she could come over in a matter of three months. Yeah. And I apply for that. So tomorrow, we go on our separate ways again. Well, let's check in on Bobby. We haven't seen Bobby in mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Tubby. Um, they say, how are you feeling on your way home? And uh, he says, mixed feelings. <laughs> mixed feelings. I mean, sort of good that, you know, I met her and she was very attractive thinking that maybe something's going to happen, but still had the nagging feeling that something was going to, something was going to go wrong. But you left thinking you're engaged, right? I left thinking that we're going to get married. When Mm -hmm. I got back, we were corresponding frequently, but every time I would ask something personal, she just never answered the question. So it started bothering me. Now, I don't know if he means like, give me a titty pick or like, what's your favorite color? I don't think this guy is forward enough to ask for a titty pick. I think you might be right. I think he's just like, where did you grow up? Right. And she's like, um, yeah. like doesn't want to answer, like doesn't want to give him any info yeah. because she's just trying to milk this yeah. for as much for as she needs emails. to get more. Because he's still messaging her through the site. Yeah. So again, he's probably not talking to the person he met that night is my guess. Correct. Right? Okay. I yeah. think you're right. Well, he says, I gave up. I said, listen, you either got to answer the questions or I'm done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So she sent me a final letter saying she was hurt Mm -hmm. and I wasn't the person she thought I was. So she's flipping it on him. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, it's over. So why did you propose to her knowing something was wrong? What was I going to lose at that point? (laughs) Yeah. And this is, he probably spent another four grand on messages to find that out. Yeah. He's like... Interviewer's like, so you don't think that, you know, um, he was misled or scammed? He's asking John Adams. Yeah. John says, I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I have doubts. So we removed the woman from the site. We've taken her <laughs> off. Bobby's like, you know, if she wasn't legit, he still hasn't made anything right by me. I spent thousands of dollars. Yeah. The trip, 
letter translations, photos, thousands of dollars he got out his of my trip. pocket. He's the one who chose to only focus on that chick. He could have met one of the other chicks there who was paid to appear at the party. 22 grand, you got to get at least one titty pack. At least one. You got to get a handy. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. 22 grand. Yeah. Well, John says, all I could say is that we worry about us. We worry about a foreign affair. (laughs) Like a goddamn good capitalist should. Yeah. Um, We always try to do our best and possibly what's best for our clients. We always try to act ethically. If we find a problem, we try to work to resolve the problem. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be problems. Yeah. But I think the measure of the company is how the company deals with the problem. How do you respond to the problem? Now, at this point, I would Photoshop a titty pick of that girl and, just send and pretend, <laughs> pretend spend $10 <laughs> on Fiverr to get some dude to Photoshop her, her head onto a naked exactly. picture and send it to the guy. Yeah. You'll get another six grand out of him for that. That's what I'm saying. How do we start a website, Chris? I think what is the name of the website we would start? Uh, that's a really good question. Well, mm-hmm. cause they already got a foreign affair. Fair that's to remember. Really um, uh, Something like those Ukraine girls really knock me out. Some Beatles related. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, Ukraine. Uh, you came. Ukraine. You came. That's it. Ukraine. You, Ukraine, you came. Ukraine. You, you came. came. Right there. That's it. Ukraine. That's, you came. Ukraine. Right. You came. Right. There you go. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Nobody better register that before I get to it. No, no, yes. no. In fact, we might need to hold this publishing yes, this episode for a few this days. For a week. <laughs> Ukraine, UK. <laughs> All right. So uh, mark the time down on yes. that. I need to know where that is because we're going to cut a promo with that one. Ukraine, uh, <laughs> UK. There was something else I said, though. I got three of them in there. Yeah. Uh, they never matter. That's all, all you right. need. We're, yeah. So we're going with Ukraine, yeah. UK. Yes, Ukraine. .org. We got to go dot .com. Dot com. It's not cheap. Is there a dot com? Dot com would be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's check in with Travis. Um, he says, well, I'm in Virginia now. Um, we'll be boarding here shortly, headed to Odessa. Pretty excited. Um, I can't wait to see Vika. Many people just assume that women from other countries are just looking to get into America for a green card and they're after money. And many of those people are correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, they're not wrong. <laughs> Travis like says, it's not nice to talk about, but they're not saying anything that sounds incorrect to me. Travis says, I believe there might be a few people out there like that. But I think the majority of the people actually going through their process are fairly serious. They're looking for love. (laughs) Well, back to Odessa, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. We got Victoria here. Uh, She's waving to someone who's filming her. And as the camera pans, we see Travis on the couch uh, with her mother. Mm -hmm. It looks like her mother. Hello. So Travis says, uh, look what Vika made me. He Mm -hmm. walks in. Balloons. Now, here's the thing. These aren't your regular balloons. They're strange-looking pink, red, and white balloons that are shaped like a dick and balls. <laughs> okay. Now, are they like the kind that like a clown at the circus folds into things? Yeah, so but they're, they're, they're shaped like dicks and balls. So they folded it into a dick and balls. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's like... And maybe it's a lost translation thing, and that's like a sign of good luck in Ukraine, yeah. or it's like their favorite mascot, but it looks like dick and balls okay. to me. Yeah. So... Then we see her. She's washing clothes in the shower, and mm-hmm. Travis is giving her a hard time. 
And she's like, it's my third day here with Vika. I don't know what to say. Not quite as uh, as I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought everything would be hunky-dory. And I think I think everything's going to be all right. I mean, I guess for some reason, something just doesn't feel right. But I think everything's going to be all right. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Well, mm-hmm. later the next day, Travis says on the last day, early in the morning, someone was banging on the windows. It was a police officer. The other was a loan shark. The police officer explained <laughs> that she owed $4,000. And if he said, if we didn't pay it right away, she'd have to go to jail. And I said, well, I don't have $4,000. He said, well, what do you have? And I said, I got a couple hundred bucks. And he said, we'll take you- it. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Uh, <laughs> he says, if you give us a couple hundred dollars, we won't put her in jail. So I just kind of agreed with him to make sure that I got to the airport on time i was hoping to formally get engaged but everything kind of seems fishy so i decided not to that's an in-person a scam that's Dude, a good one that's a hell of a shakedown for 250 bucks yeah like that's a lot of like they were like <coughs> we thought this guy had more money with the amount of money he spent to get here and yeah. do all this but they didn't realize he spent all his money to do that because he's probably lying to her about how much money he has Absolutely. and how successfully he is. Absolutely. Yeah. I just like the way the cop uh, escorts the loan shark. Yeah, the cop. Yeah. Let's yeah. go back to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Uh, check in with now thrice married uh, yes. Michael. The newlywed. It's 441 in Brisbane and it's 841 Ukraine time. They don't really make a specific time for me to chat on Skype, and that's why I get really, really tired, because I sit long hours here, you know, waiting for them to chat to me. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like she's avoiding your calls? (laughs) No, I don't think so. No, no. When I get through, she'll talk to me. How long has it been since you talked to her? Eh, not before the wedding. He hasn't talked to his wife since before the wedding. Uh And how long after the wedding is this? They don't say. Okay. Uh, you ever heard Cherkasy, Ukraine? <laughs> no. Because that's where we're headed. Okay. Can't wait. This is Svetlana. I hear it's very scenic. This is Svet- <laughs> Svetlana's um, place. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, who is this? And uh, uh, Lena mm-hmm. says, um, this is Svetlana's youngest daughter. And she's like, cat, it's Lisa, my cat. Awful name for mm-hmm. a cat, by the way. Cat's named Lisa? Cat's name's Lisa. Uh, Svetlana says, I have been alone since my kids born. I raised them on my own without any help. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to survive in this country. So I must make a decision. Either teach my kids to adapt to life here, teach them to live here, or give them opportunity to go easier route and leave. Mm-hmm. I do not know what to do. So I maintain relationships with Michael and other men because I have not decided where it would but, be better but for But she's my kids. married to Michael now. Correct. Well, th- my question is, was that a legal marriage or did they just have a ceremony? It was legal. Okay, so that's legally married. All At right. least in Bali. All right. And then she says, it's the most critical question of all that I'm stewing over. Now... How do you stew over something when you're already fucking married, you crazy bitch? <laughs> do you know what I mean? She's trapped this guy, and now she's like, I'm well, married, but... He he participated in that trapping. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're <laughs> he right. was a full-fledged participant you're in this right. trapping. You're right, yeah. you're right. Uh, well, Michael, 
uh, he's trying to connect with Svetlana via Skype, and he's not getting through. He's yeah. like busy. She's busy on the phone again. I'll try again. I like to be in control. I like to be in charge of a situation. Then I know what I can do. What's my next step? That's how I plan my life. I feel like I cannot control it now because I have no means of communicating with her properly. Uh, do you feel like you're actually married? That's the worst part. I do feel like it. <laughs> I don't feel like it because there's not really a lot of communication between us. There's no intimacy between us. What do you mean? No sex. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> So we see a flashback when they were in Bali mm -hmm. getting married and yeah. he did try and kiss her and she just pulled away. So no physical affection whatsoever. No, no. Um, wow. Six months later, mm -hmm. let's go back to Kiev. All right. Vitalana's house. Mm -hmm. Well, John Adams says the fiance visa is at least a six months process. Yeah. Sometimes eight. And during that, a lot of things can happen. They do the criminal background check, a mm -hmm. medical, and they're looking thing for things like tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, fucking Doc Holiday days? Well, you got to make sure. Well, because they don't have the same vaccinations we have here. Oh, okay. So you got to make sure they're not bringing, you know, you don't want to bring over typhoid Mary. <laughs> so <laughs> Cholera? <laughs> Bubonic plague? <laughs> he does say AIDS. Yeah. Um, you know, so they show her in um, the nurse, uh, you know, they're like, you're going to get an x-ray and then you're going to go to 110, you're going to get a blood test at 119, then you go to 103, doctor's going to examine you and here's the information for the embassy. Uh, what time of visa? And she says, uh, fiance visa. And the doc's like, all right, go outside, wait by room 95, you know, we'll get your results, your blood test. And uh, if you're okay, you get your documents. That's like when you're in high school, they have like the standard screening to like play a sport. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. have a standard screening to go get the yeah. <laughs> the visa. Like they're, the doctors are like, uh, some sort of hot young girl. We you know what we're doing. They're just rubber stamping yeah. shit. Well, she says, tomorrow morning, 7.45, I have to be at embassy. I found out I will be there till afternoon. I speak to console, he'll be asking questions and take papers. I've checked all documents, thought over, but still nervous. I'm so nervous, I don't know what they're going to ask. This all very new to me. Well, let's check in in Texas. Ina made it back to Eric's house. And she's like, everything incredible. Uh, Eric's like, everything's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, yay. So... Big trucks, big houses, big supermarkets, big love. Oh, <laughs> so so that's sort of a happy ending, right? Yeah, so far. I'm gonna let you guys be the judge of that. We went to Uvalde this weekend with the main purpose of introducing Enid to my family and showing her a little bit of the town where I'm from and getting her to actually see and experience some of the things I've been telling her about. So they arrive at the parents' house. He's got on jeans, T-shirt, and his utility belt mm -hmm. with the three things yeah. on it. And she shows up dressed like a fucking hooker. Mini mm -hmm. skirt, high heels. Uh, Mom, how did your parents feel about this? And she's like, what they think? My parents? Oh, I'm sure it's hard on them. Yes, of course. Mommy's sad. Cry. And when I <laughs> were both in Ukraine, just when we talk about it, always cry. And it hurt too much. <laughs> it was very difficult, of course. I don't imagine that it was so difficult. Uh, oh, 
mom's like, I was so backward. I grew up in a small town. I scared death the world. I never go to another country to get married. And Eric says, anyone that would make this effort to come to the United States from a country like Ukraine, it's got to be hard. Something's really driving them to want to do that, to leave behind their family, the only home they've ever known, all the familiarity. Motivation can be either positive or negative, you know. Unfortunately, all that I've experienced is that she's here for the right reasons. So they hang out with the parents. They show videos, you know, and they're talking about it's going to be a big challenge and all this stuff. And, you know, Eric's mom's supportive. So then we see him walking in the town square and it's Memorial Day. And she's like, I want to get a picture of the flags. And, you know, they do all that kind of stuff. But Eric says, you know, my biggest fear is, is that this whole thing doesn't work out. You know, for me, this is for life. And that's what I'm certainly hoping for. And let's get back to Kiev because Michael just landed at the airport. Svetlana says, basically, it was his idea to come to Ukraine. Now, keep in mind, she was just ghosting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking busy signal. Yeah. I thought silence over the last six months would say more words than I could say to him. <laughs> but this did not stop it Michael. Did. <laughs> Michael's still looking for that hand job, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> From his wife. <laughs> his wife. Yeah. Michael says, all I can... S- He's all- getting laid like they've already been married 17 years. Yeah. Is how much sex he's having with her. Yeah. All I can say is I'm going to give it my best shot now. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people say. I'm going to give it my best shot. Even- Maybe he should care what people say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Even if it means moving to Ukraine and fucking leaving my fucking kids, my lovely life. He didn't have kids. Me leaving yeah. my lovely life. I'll leave Australia behind. Fuck it. <laughs> I can have the same life here, but I feel I wanted to be with them, let on it, and the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm going to do it. Well, Michael takes her well, off. Show. It's ahead. not just up to him. She kind of has a say in this, and it doesn't sound to me like she's on board with that plan. It's not sounding like it's a good yeah. thing. He takes her to the mall. Takes her shopping, mm-hmm. and this is creepy. As they're okay. walking down the mall, he grabs his fingers, two of them, uh-huh. and just sticks his fingers right up her butt. <laughs> now, keep in mind, keep in mind, she's got jeans on, okay, but it's a reverse pussy grab. Yeah, like he's digging pussy grab from behind. Yeah, he's digging. Yeah, and it's gross. Yeah. Um. Now here's the. But thing. at least she's not wearing a skirt. Correct. Okay. Now here's the thing, Matt. This will not be the last time we see this, mm-hmm. but it's going to be from a different guy. Is that the move? Any guesses on which guy this could possibly be? Now, let's go over the guys. Okay. You got Eric. Okay. Okay. He, he's getting ready to marry Ina. Yes. You got Robert. He's getting ready to marry Viliana. Mm-hmm. You got um, uh, Homeboy the Farmer. Yeah. Travis. We don't know what his situation. He just left. He just got robbed. Yeah. But he may be getting back. We don't know. And then uh, we've got uh, uh, Robert, Mr. Abercrombie and Fitch, Mm -hmm. who was like, fuck this place. Yes. Yeah. Kind of sounds like he could be out of the picture. Um, I think those are your choices. It sounds like his move, but there's no chick for him yet. But maybe he'll meet a new chick and he'll do that to her. So I'm I'm not going to lie to you. You nailed it. Okay. You fucking nailed it, dude. That is so good (laughs) what you just did there. How did you pull that out of your ass? Because he's the guy that would be the guy that would do that move. You saw it. 
No, I, I this mean, means two things. Him. Yeah. This means two things. Mm-hmm. I'm an amazing storyteller. Yes. And can paint the entire picture. Yes. Or you're a very good listener. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Or maybe both. Both. Wow. I am impressed. <laughs> God, you nailed he just, it. He seems like the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah, because he was like, fuck all these yeah. women. Fuck. That's the guy who would be like, because he's going to treat it like, he's going to treat her like she's his bowling ball. We'll and just there. go to... And wait till wait yeah. till you hear the circumstances. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, um, Svetlana then says, Michael has never asked... I can't do impression anymore. What is the accent is at this point? I can't do the accent. Michael has never asked if I love him. <laughs> it's going more right. <laughs> Mikael has never asked if love him or what I feel about him. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> he never asked what I want to think or feel. Mm-hmm. I was just an idea he was trying to embody despite everything. I do not... do. this has never happened that I've lost the ability to do an accent. <laughs> it's, it's over. I do not love Michael as a man, but I love him as any other human being in the world. Well, that means that they can't stay married. You would think. Well, to a, to a logical person... We're going to find out. But maybe they will. <laughs> Nothing in this makes any sense. Let's get to the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, because okay. Melania has got some work to do. Yeah, she's got to get that visa. Everything was quick. There were only three questions. Why can't I do the accent anymore, dude? This is like, you know what? This is like one of those movies. You got the yips. I got the yips or something happened. But it's like the only cure for it is for me to like get kicked by a donkey and fall down a well. (laughs) And then it comes back. (laughs) So so, she says there's only three questions. Where did you meet? Uh, when did he first visit? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And they're like, boom, you got your visa. That's only two questions. Uh, the last one was, were you married before? Okay. So that's it. Three questions. So she gets her visa and then she heads off to a church. That's all it took? That's it. That's amazing. Well, she had to pass the medical. Didn't yeah. have tuberculosis. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So uh, lit the candles at a church. She's in a great mode. So then mm-hmm. she calls Robert and he's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, thank you. I love you. I love you so much. Still, like, fucking wrong accent. Yeah. Well, she also got braces. Oh, good. Now, All right. That's a good I'm start. I'm thinking to myself, was this, a, uh, you know, a Robert thing? Did she do it on her own? No, no, that's a Robert thing. Okay. He's like, the, and, and I'm impressed they went that route. Right. He's trying to keep it somewhat natural. Because the route that I would think these guys would go is you go the full, like, repeal and repeal. Repeal and replace. Repeal and replace. For the whole mouth. Well, you yank them and you put You yank all... them and put in implants. Like the whole... <laughs> I think that's what you do. Repeal and replace the mouth. That's what you got to do. What you were describing... Like beyond repair. Sounded like fucking uh, General Tecumseh Sherman's like fucking slash yes. and burn to the yes. sea yes. type situation. Turn it... Make it Atlanta in Scorched 1862 Earth. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Scorched Earth. All yeah. Right. Well, anyway... Um, Mother's happy. She's, you know, they're Skyping back and forth with them. Uh, everything's everything's looking, you know, good. And you want them to succeed at this yeah. point. And they're rooting for this yeah, couple. They're good. So they say, you know, how do you feel? And she says, It's like I'm dreaming. I can't come to senses. It's like watching a film. I don't feel any regrets. It's back. I got it. <laughs> and I don't want to cry. Well, we see her on a plane, probably the first time she's ever been yeah. on a plane. I've never been to another country. It's going to be different dimension, different people, 
different mentality. Mm-hmm. Everything going to be different. Well, Robert shows up at the airport, plants a huge kiss on her. They, you know, wrap mm-hmm. their legs around each other, holds her up. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like these kids Good might just him. make it after all. Well, meanwhile, back in Texas, we see the exterior of Eric's house in Texas mm-hmm. and some pictures of Eric and Ina uh, with both their parents. And then they have a great shot. Eric's boots mm-hmm. next to Ina's two sets of high heel stripper <laughs> shoes. Yeah. And they're like, what's happening today? And he's like, well, today we're going to go with the justice of the peace for our legal marriage. And uh, of course, you know, they got to, you got to make errands before you get married. Yeah. Runs around town and picks up a corsage. He's got to, he picks up his dry cleaning. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, oh, this guy's going to get a suit. This guy's going to get cleaned up. Get his suit with his bolo tie. You think something's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, then um, uh, Ina mentions that it's raining. She's on a Skype call with her mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, good sign. It means money or kids. Mm-hmm. Or you're about to make the worst fucking mistake of your life. But yeah. we don't know. Uh, so the justice of the peach marriages mar- marriages them, <laughs> marries them. Well, he didn't wear a fucking uh, tux. He didn't wear mm-hmm. a suit. He wore a shirt tucked in. And you guessed it, wore the tool belt set up uh-huh. with the phone, <laughs> with the, the phone. knife, and yeah. whatever yeah, that whatever fucking yeah. third thing is. It's He doesn't go anywhere without it. And to make matters worse, here's the thing. Have you ever been on a date with somebody that couldn't kiss? Yes. And it's like the worst feeling it's awful. in the world. Awful, yeah. And it's a deal breaker. Yeah. There's no, yeah, like, no, no. I'm going to teach you Once you find that out, then it's like, no, it's it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I have a great story about that, but I don't want to get into it cause it's a long one. So mm-hmm. remind me the next time you see yeah. me, all I know is that I ended up kicking a woman out of my house cause she couldn't kiss properly mm-hmm. because when you're in your forties and you're like, this isn't working. Yeah. It's just, it's no just like, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she took it the wrong way. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. I mean, it got ugly and I was okay. like, you can't fucking kiss. Yeah. I mean, it got ugly. <laughs> I am telling the you story. You just told now. her straight I'm up. Tell- <laughs> Dude. All right. I'm telling the story. Okay. Let's do it. I meet this girl on Bumble. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. She says, I'm a very passionate and very sexual person. Did her name start with a V? <laughs> uh, it did not. Okay. She was a court stenographer. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I'm class. You know me. I pick you up. I'm walking you home, opening doors. I'm picking up checks. You, mm-hmm. you Everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. So the third date, she comes down to me. I'm going back and forth to Beverly Hills on the first two. And, you know, we take her out to dinner. She won't stop uh, underneath the table grabbing my leg. Okay. And all this shit. Very flirty. Very yeah. flirty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, let's just grab some dessert and go back to your place. And I'm like, that's cool. So we're eating dessert. And um, she says, you know, just so you know, I was planning on having sex with you tonight. It didn't even cost you $22,000. No. <laughs> I'm probably in for three twenty. Yeah. Tops. Right. Yeah. And she said, I really was planning on having sex with you tonight, but um, I think I'm going to wait. And I said, that's cool. There's no pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's fine with me. And I said, let's just make out. So we start making out, but it's not making out. It's, it's, um, it's pecs. Uh Uh-huh. And there's no tongue. Uh Uh-huh. And then she wants to just bury her like neck into the crook of my arm. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, hmm. So it's, just, it's awkward. It's very awkward. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of sussing it out for like 10, 15 minutes, trying to get the kissing going. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, my hands never go down below mm-hmm. a woman's waist. or You're not doing the, the grab from behind no, with two no, fingers? No, no. no. I need to know that you're in mm-hmm. and you're on board for yeah. this operation. Yeah. And <laughs> all of a sudden, after trying to kiss her and her, 
you know, she's not into it. I go, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, we're being intimate. And I go, excuse me? Now, keep in mind, at this point, she just took her shirt off. She still has her, like, tube top thing yeah. on. And I go, I don't know what you mean. She goes, we're being intimate. And I go, mm, this is an intimacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, what I wanted to say was, uh, I did say it. I'm dead. <laughs> I said, I feel like I'm in junior high right now. <laughs> and, like, we're just not like connected. neither of us knows what we're doing yeah yeah and then all of a sudden she stood up and she goes oh my god all of you men are the fucking same and i yeah. go excuse me and she goes all you want is fucking sex and that's it and i go whoa whoa uh, whoa i think that whoa. means other people have told her that she can't kiss that's what i yeah. was thinking and i said okay i think we're having a communication breakdown i said that's not what's going on here and she goes well I'll tell you what's going on with her. I'm getting fucking out of here. Mm -hmm. And she walks out into the living room and she's got her shoes off Mm -hmm. and she grabs her shoe, puts it on. And then she says, you want to know the real reason I'm fucking leaving right now? And I go, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Cause I'm very confused. (laughs) Well, before she puts on her second shoe, Mm -hmm. she has one of those ACE bandage wrap things. Yeah. A casual one. Like everybody would have, like if you got an ankle support. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And she goes, I was afraid. That if you saw this, now all I can see is the ace bandage thing because yeah. it's still actually she has her shoe on at this point. I mm-hmm. missed it. She goes, I thought if you saw this, that you wouldn't be attracted to me anymore. And I'm going, oh my God, she's going to take off that shoe and she's not going to have toes or something. Yeah, it's going to be like it's like amputation. I'm or like, yeah. it's going to be a Terminator fucking Skynet arm thing and I'm going to like be grossed out. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I was in a plane crash and survived <laughs> uh-huh. and I ended up. With this, and I go, what is this? Yes, yeah. is it a club foot? Like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, and she goes, I broke my ankle, and it took a long time for it to heal. And I, and she shows her foot, normal looking yeah. foot. Is the ankle there. mangled? Is it nope. a weird angle? Nope. nope, totally fine. And I go, that's a normal foot. Yeah. And she goes, huh. <laughs> and then I go, I don't know what to tell you, but I go, you got to shut the door because my cats are going out. And yeah. I go, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And then she walked out, slammed my door, and I go, don't ever fucking slam my door. And I go, somebody's got to tell you because if you don't know, you got to know. You are 45 and, and you, you don't know kiss. how to fucking kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and then she slammed the horn and I flipped her the bird and she backed out of my driveway and drove off. So wow. anyway. I'm probably garbage, but whatever. Things happen. All right. So back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Ukraine. Back to Kiev. So Michael's still dealing with the fucking issue uh, with, um, you know, uh, the the girl Svetlana. Mm -hmm. And he's got an apartment, a hotel room. And he's looking out the window. He's waiting for her to show up. And uh, he's like, oh, she's already here. She's here. She must have started early. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes and grabs his bouquet of flowers and heads to the door to greet Svetlana. He walks over and he grabs her by the waist and says, oh, you could stay in a little bit. And she pulls him away. Uh-huh. And the translator says, sorry, Michael, please don't get offended. It's just that I don't like the dead flowers. And I told <laughs> you before that I like live flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> she said, I shouldn't buy her flowers, but I never knew the reason behind it. 
she had orchids at her wedding. The wedding was decorated with orchids. This is the translator. Mm-hmm. It was a very beautiful, they were very beautiful decorations and everything was beautiful. But anyway, this is a big mistake. A what? <laughs> the <laughs> wedding was a mistake. Hmm. Yep. The wedding was a mistake. Well, if the wedding was a mistake, why did she wait all this time then to tell me only now? She says that the only email that she sent you after the wedding actually said that she doesn't want to continue any longer. No, 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 no. I actually remember that email now. She was saying she don't know, but she's unsure of herself. She was unsure of herself. That's what she was saying. But she won't be able to be your wife. And actually, it's time to quit the interview because I don't see. And then he goes to the door and he blocks the door. No, 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 no. Now, it ain't over yet. <laughs> Let's think about this. <laughs> Let's talk about this. No, 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 no. Let me explain. You're not going anywhere until we sort this whole thing out. You don't like a person from the start. You shouldn't get involved with him in relations not even get married to that person. Mm-hmm. This is totally not on to get the person to take you to Bali, marry him, <laughs> and then afterwards you disappear. You just get quiet. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I've been used by her. That's mm-hmm. how I feel now. And maybe that email that I got from Alexi is right. That you use people just like me to get your kids for a cheap holiday. Can I have my ring back? <laughs> Translator, it's already over there. Yeah. Where? It's uh, by the flowers. Can I go yeah. now? Okay. Goodbye. Now, after all this bullshit, yeah. he leans in to try and kiss her. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Really? Yeah. So what are you going to do now? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Go back to the Outback. All right. Well, Svetlana's back in her apartment cooking dinner. And they're like, um, when did you decide that you didn't want to marry Michael? She's like, on the wedding day. I should, <laughs> I should have written him a letter a long time ago. But it seemed to me that if I'd written him, he still would have come. He would not have known. The This guy was clueless. Yeah, because it, it was his goal. I definitely did not use him. Maybe I didn't tell him everything I should have, which might be considered a lie, and I feel guilty about that, but I don't think... I think people have to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, look, dummy, I, I caught you. Just, yeah. It's your problem. So let's move on. We got to get back to your call of the show. Yes. And Ron's reverse pussy grab. Yeah. So Ron, he says, you know, at the end of The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy (laughs) says something like this. I want you to listen carefully Mm -hmm. here, Matt. I've learned that if what I'm looking for is not in my own backyard, then I don't need it anyway. Okay. Okay. I think that's garbage advice. That's basically like, don't ever leave your comfort zone and experience everything because then you won't miss it if you see anything cool. Like there are people that are from a small town And they never leave the small town. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, I met this girl in junior high, and then we're going to get married because they never want to leave that small town. And in like the 1800s, that made sense because leaving the small town was like an ordeal. But now we have cars. (laughs) 
So you can drive to the town over, and maybe there's a better option for you there. You know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, gas ain't that expensive. Well, Ron says, I've learned some appreciation for the women back here at home. Mm -hmm. I'm dating a woman now, and we actually dated before I went to the Ukraine, and we broke up. Well, what the hell are you going to the Ukraine for? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. He says, I think I had some areas of my life that I needed uh, to give on. I think she had some that she needed to give on. Uh, a special person like that doesn't come around that often. Now, here's the fucking thing. You know what? The pussy's always greener on the other side. Here's the, the, here's the thing. Uh, Why the fuck yeah. would you be in this documentary at this point yeah. and take your girl that you got back together and say, just so you know, while we were broken up, I fucking I tried to, this shit. Yeah, I tried to, and I failed. Why would this woman stay with him? Okay. Is he getting um, paid? I think they must be paying him something. Yeah. Probably like 250 bucks for yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But like for him, it's like a the thing. And also, I think sometimes people like that, it, like for example, okay, I loved watching Jerry Springer and Maury Povich and Who all those doesn't? shows, right? People would go on those shows and admit to horrible things. Maury Povich, I think, was more real than Jerry. Yeah. But they would do it because they got to go on TV. Right. And they're from these places where going on TV meant for the rest of your life, you go into a bar and everyone's like, hey, you're the guy that was on TV. And they yeah. buy you drinks or whatever. Like, yeah. thing. So he might be from one of those kind of towns where it's like, you know what? I'm going to be in this documentary. I'm a star. Yeah. And that might be why he would do it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, But also, he makes bad decisions. Absolutely. So you ready to hear about this? You ready for the yeah, big one? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this one, yeah. Well, he takes her to a cupcake shop. And, you know, there's a little cupcake shop. It's mm -hmm. like the one. And what does she look like? Very attractive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Very attractive woman. You know, it's, they, they go to the sprinkle station. I mm -hmm. guess you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Some napkins and shit over there. Like a decorate your own cupcake? Yeah, I think so. We got to start and one then, of those businesses, too. What, what are we going to call <laughs> that one? What are we going to call that one? Cake and shake? Uh, no, let's see. Uh, um, sprinkle. Sprinkle your own sprinkle. Sprinkle your love. Sprinkle your love. Sprinkle your love. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, nobody better register sprinkleyourlove.com. We're gonna hold this. Yeah, please respect the show and don't steal our great ideas. <laughs> so they're working on their cupcakes, um, and then all of a sudden he just grabs that hand and he mm -hmm. just jams and just jams it. Up. Jams oh. it right from and behind. What is she wearing? She's wearing pants. Jeans. Okay, jeans. Yeah, but she's okay. creeped out. Yeah. Well, she's I think so. Embarrassed by his public groping. You know, on camera. Yes. Camera, he just sexually assaulted his yes. girlfriend, basically. Yeah. I don't understand this. Yeah. So, anyway, let's check in on Ray Gun Bobby. Like, is f in 2015, was that like a move that like we missed no, out on? No. Like, was that like the thing that no. you're supposed to do? That you don't time? pull that anywhere. You pull that in the privacy of your own home. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't do it when you're on a date. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's check out on Ray Gun Bobby. Mm -hmm. He's back to playing VR video games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did pause it and got specific. It looks like his game of choice is Ratchet and Clank. You ever oh, yeah. hear of it? Is that yeah. a good one? Um, yeah. So there's a new version of Ratchet and Clank, by the way. Okay. On the PS5, which yeah. I don't have the PS5, but it's on there. Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart, which is supposed to be really good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's this man's action. He says I got. He's depressed. probably doing that. Yeah. Uh, he says I was affected by the depression. I got on some uh, bupropen. Mm -hmm. um, finally helped. You know, get through it. I pretty much stopped trying to date uh, until recently. 
And I figured I'd give it one more try. How was his life different when he wasn't <coughs> trying to date versus when he was trying to date? I don't think anything Just he had at all. a lot more time to play video games. And more cat time, probably. Yeah. And not spending money on $10 messages on... Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess where he goes back? Ukraine. Nope. Foreign affair. He's okay. just on foreign affairs. So he's just on there looking for somebody new. Yeah. Interviewer's like, what is, is this your new one? He's like, yeah, this is Becca. Uh, not, not the same as Julia. Mm-hmm. I'm getting personal responses. And actually, you know, it looks like someone's actually putting some thought into these emails. Wow. Well, yeah. The, well, it's because the dude that he talked to before is answering mm-hmm. these and he knows yep. what to say now. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Becca, Becca um, looks like a stripper too. Yeah. Um, and is she also from Ukraine? They don't say. Okay. But the interviewer says, did you ever feel like you were just writing to a photo? And he goes, yeah. Um, back to Travis. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's in crisis mode. Oh. Remember the last time he had to get out of Ukraine for the yeah. 250 from the loan sharks? Yeah. He's, the interviewer says, are you in love with Vika? Uh, right now, I don't know. I thought I was. <laughs> and then um, it's this money thing. Uh, it's completely the money thing. Yeah. If it wasn't for the money, there'd be no doubt. It seems like it's gotten worse after this last trip. As far if as if it wasn't for the money, there'd be no relationship, <laughs> right? But he says it's gotten worse. Uh huh. She keeps asking for money. Yeah. I don't. I told her no more after the last trip. I'm to the point where I'm fed up with it because if we're weren't going through the visa process, there's no way I'm going on with it. So. No word how deep he got in. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they probably pulled a fake kidnapping thing and she was held ransom, probably got him for Something, 10 grand. Yeah. So back to uh, Robert and Vita in Fresno. Um, you know, they get married and mm-hmm. they look great. Good. Um, you know, back in Texas, Eric takes Ina to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, Dressed like a hooker. Exactly. Yeah. Who wears high heels to the grocery store? Um, yeah, it's a weird dynamic. He's got the three piece utility belt on and t-shirt tucked into jeans and she's looking like she's at work. Um, <laughs> so, uh, have her go through the frozen food aisles so you can see her nipples. It's funny cause yeah. she does go through the, the aisles and yeah. she's looking at all this like, Oh, Oh, seven up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> interviewer, most people think it's the guy going over there and they pick the woman. Eric mm-hmm. says they aren't waiting to be picked. They want the same relationship that every other woman wants. They don't want just anybody. They want someone that's right for them. Well, we see them back at their at Eric's house. They sit in matching Lazy Boys, and they're watching evangelical church TV shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, I'm a reasonable person in here too, and I always know what I need to have man who I respect is good feeling. When you think when you wake up and think how I love here is good. So then they take her playing um, video games. Of mm-hmm. course, he's a fucking pro on Big Buck yeah. Hunter. And, you know, Eric's mom says he's changed. Um, I finally got a Mother's Day card from him after all these years. So basically, he was That's a piece sweet. of shit son yeah. until he found Dina. Yeah, she turned his life around. Yeah. And the interviewer says, your mother and father says, you got a pretty big development. Mm-hmm. And Dina's like, oh, yes, yeah, True. Well, what is it? Yep. Pregnant four months. I have family. I always imagine. 
you know, so we're back to where we started. We see John Adams and his Russian wife, mm -hmm. Tanya, on their YouTube show. Guys, it'll never happen just sitting on your couch. <laughs> Whether you go with us or you go with someone else, get on a plane and get over here. Put yourself in an opportunity to meet someone. Rob, Will, thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for another great show. So until then, bye. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the interviewer asked Tanya, what is love? And she says, love, I will start crying. Love is when you say that I will just give my life for somebody. I think that's love. How do you find love? I don't know. I think you have to be lucky. You have to keep looking. And if lucky, you find it. If not, some people never find it. You just keep looking. Now, they decide to end this film with a video montage of everybody we met. Mm -hmm. And then a whole lot of other people that we never saw in the documentary. Okay. And they're not dating people. They're not. They're just random people just in random the streets. People. Yeah. yeah. Random people in the streets. And I'm like, I don't get it. Well, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why do I care about them? Yeah. And we finish on an adorable uh, homemade video of Erica and, or Eric and Ina's son, Al, mm -hmm. Eric Alexander Arton, born uh, April 26, 2013. So it's his birthday. Whose birthday? April 26th. Whose? Uh, the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whose birthday is that? Well, it's... We're putting this out on the 26th. Oh, is it the 26th? Yes. I didn't even reckon. Uh, good work. <laughs> is today the 26th yes. or tomorrow? Well, uh, Wednesday it's the is 26? the 26th. Yeah. Wow, what a coincidence. Look at that. So, okay, my question for you. Yeah. After watching <laughs> this film, mm -hmm. have you checked the prices of flights from LA to Ukraine? No, but I was tempted to. <laughs> Just to see yes, what. Yes, I did want to. I was going to check that. Um, and I was actually going to see how many miles and it would did take you to fly over there. go to this website? Because uh, you went to the websites because you saw they were pieces of shit. I didn't. I oh, was going to. You usually, saw them in the movie. Yeah. Usually I do a deep dive and mm -hmm. I'll find some gems. Uh, but with the Simpsons episode and the history that we mm -hmm. brought into this it was episode, a lot of stuff. I there, thought yeah. it would be a little overkill. Uh, why are you looking for a no? Are you looking for a wild and crazy no. guy traveling partner? I have a girlfriend. Congratulations! So I don't need to do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've given up. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> waiting for somebody to stumble into me or just be, you know, a lonely cat person for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. My art means more to me, and my friendships with people like you, mm -hmm. and you know, comedy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, ask that girl that you're dating if she's got a sister. If you don't mind. <laughs> she doesn't have a sister. She has a brother who's married. So this point of the show, uh, Matt, I assign a docking rating. Okay. This is not a good film. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was. Yeah. It it sounds uh, like a fun movie, but not a good it's movie. It's perfect for this show. Yes. Because of the characters. Yes. I give it one and a half dockings. Uh, if you are inclined, watch it on Amazon Freebie, mm -hmm. um, but you do not pay money for this. And I apologize to all parties involved, Yeah, but it is, it's not worth watching. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I think we covered pretty much every word of it. So you've got it all here for us. Um, I do want to thank our sponsor, Broccoli Farm 619. Um, check them out on Instagram. And Matt, if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners what, they can do to find you yes uh okay so i will do one thing here is uh Bring your i'm gonna sound, tell you sound effects no I, I was just checking to see the title of it um i was gonna tell you about the next documentary i am planning on watching okay which is on youtube the history of the super mario brother 3 world record oh wow! so it's a speed running 
documentary. I watch a lot of speedrunning documentaries uh-huh. on YouTube because that's how I like. I spend my time doing that and watching calculus videos. Okay. Um, uh, you could say I watch calculus videos because you have a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't tried to make her watch calculus <laughs> videos. That's the key. <laughs> don't no, if you want to keep that. her. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so I... Uh, I will be performing stand-up comedy in Southern California all over the place, but you can find me online. Just look for Funny Matt anywhere on any site except TikTok because somebody already had Funny Matt, so on there it's Funny Matt, D-O-T-C-O-M, funnymat.com, all spelled out as one word. And that's where you can go to watch me put up uh, daily videos about serial killers every single day. That's right. Based on whoever's birthday it happens to be that day. Yeah, so if you um, want to find out who your serial killer uh, who shares your is, birthday, check Matt's uh, website. Go to my channel. It's all on there. Yeah, or excuse me, your uh, you're, you put it on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again for coming yep. into Pinch Hit. I love mm-hmm. the conversation with you. Um, you're one of my favorite people, and I can honestly say one of my closest friends, and I'm grateful to have you in, well, your, thank in, you very my, much. in my life. Uh, that's it for episode 38. We will see you next week for episode 39. Give us feedback as always. Find us on Twitter, down on the docks, and uh, down on the docks pod on Instagram. And please, uh, please send us your uh, uh, suggestions. And thanks to uh, Eddie Spanks for this one, because this one was a lot of fun. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thanks.